0: Hello. Hello, Hello. sorry about that. I was—I uh, just turned on, I was getting the rabbit in. <laughs> <laughs> you were turned on by getting the rabbit in? <laughs> yeah, always. <Isn't... laughs> well, at least it's doing its job. Especially when the little fucker scratches me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the height of the turn on, is it? It's the scratching. And kicks me. <laughs> I think you've
1: got it turned up too high. Oh, bastard.
0: Yeah. Oof. I do like it right up, though.
1: <laughs> is it safely tucked away now? Uh,
0: yes, yes it is We always seem to talk about this kind of thing when, As soon as we start talking I know, that's it We say hello and then it just goes to I don't know, some sort of weird sex talk You're um, a bit crackly
1: Right, OK, then. I will change. I thought I might be. I was going to uh, warn you about this.
0: Oh, I'm, gonna, he, I'm just going to swap. <laughs> sure it's not. you sure it's not your vibrator? <laughs> yes,
1: I could, uh, I could have a rabbit halfway up there as well. <laughs> Hold on a minute, I'll just
0: swap over. All right. Anyway, I'm ready whenever you are.
1: OK, then. Shall we do it, then?
0: Go on, then.
1: Right, let's get started. Episode 57. Mm. Right. I shall just pop my bourbon down. Ugh. Oh, it, it was... have you got anything else? No, I got that. I've got that. Bur- Just bourbon. Just bourbon. I had a shot before I come up. Well, when I say a shot, it's it's a pretty healthy shot. You know, <laughs> 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 it takes more than one sip to get it down. Mm. Mm. Sounds it, lovely. It's, it's so nice feeling it go down the back of my throat. <laughs> oh, but it is. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Enough of this uh, homoerotica. Let's begin the show.
0: Okay. Right. Oh, hang on a second. Oh. Sorry. Just put you right off your stride then. One second. Your stroke. Oh. <laughs> I just get that one out there. You have you have the squeakiest farts. It's quite squeaky. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, you think you, know, you think after having that rabbit
1: up there it'd be wide open. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> it's
1: about time you started doing man farts instead of those little little kiddie farts. <laughs> yes, with a little bit of follow through. Kiddie
0: farts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I've got a tight asshole. Well, well <laughs> I can imagine this is going up at the end of the the outtakes. Oh, you could make some good money with that, mate. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, God, go on in.
1: Right then, let's let's begin. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 57 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, and on the other end of the line is the triple gold medal winner in the Sexual Olympics. It's
0: Chris. Hello. Hello, how are, how you? are you? How are you? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> look at that. It's been a while since we've done this together, hasn't it? it yeah, it's been a few months, mate. Um, yes, because you, you needed a break. I, I broke you last time we recorded, I think, didn't we?
1: You did break me. You did. There was. I was just a, just on the floor, mate, afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But let me just get this out of the way before we start, because, you know, it's been a long day, so... (sighs) Anyway. Are you ready now? Yeah. Sorry. That's better. I promise I won't do it while you're talking. Sure.
1: You might... Do you promise you won't fart? (laughs) (laughs) I can't promise that. You've already (laughs) farted. (laughs) (laughs) As people will hear either uh, at the beginning of this or the end.
0: Oh, you never told me that you're recording.
1: Yes, I was.
0: I you to, like to listen back to the recording, don't
1: you? Oh, especially your squeaky little farts, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know what I'm talking about because I like to listen back as well. I'm such an egotistical bastard. I mean, Jerry was talking about this, hasn't he? Obviously, the Bad Cop, Bad Cop show, which are our new best buddies. But... um I love listening back to myself and that sounds really big headed and it's not just me but I like listening back to the shows because it's you know some people don't listen to themselves and I've got used to it now but I don't know about you how do you feel about listening back to yourself do you enjoy it or not I don't do
1: it to be honest don't you no the only ones I listen to is like um like Tom on the the guest host ones and the Tom on TV where I'm not in it or, with you and Tina, when you spent two hours crying over Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I listen to them, but the ones I'm in no, I don't listen to them.
0: oh, really,
1: yeah, I think no who's who's that old fucker? I don't want to listen to him <laughs>
0: that's me. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I I don't know what it is. As soon as I, like, say, do the same coin, I'll, like, stay up, edit it the same night, and then I'll listen back to it the following morning when it's available. And (laughs) I don't know why. I've just always done that. And then when this isn't available, I'll listen straight back to it because I like to listen back to it. I don't know why. It's weird, isn't it?
1: It's because you've got Alzheimer's now, isn't it? You forget what you've (laughs) said. You're in your 40s now, mate. This is it.
0: Well, this is very true. But uh, anyway, how how have you been? You've been off for a little bit. You're back now. You've obviously done um the the show with um I was gonna say Ben and Jerry then, but that wouldn't be right, would it? So <laughs> with the bad cop bad cop people.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Of course, that was fun. I will listen back to that. It's a shame I missed on, out on that one. But uh, as you all know, uh, I've got a pregnant wife. She's um her feet are fucking like I don't know. They're, they're like fake feet. Do you know what I mean? They like uh, hobbit feet. They they're are. Bad. They're massive at the moment so she's struggling on those I'm I'm rubbing them every now and then and the feet um. <laughs> it'd be all um, right if you've got like
1: a foot fetish though wouldn't it and they're getting bigger it'd be even more for you to sort of go whoa over
0: see I have got a, a bit of a thing not about feet as such but about shoes like not like fucking prison officer's shoes style shoes, but you know, like uh, or boots, but like nice, nice pair of heels. I like, I like heels, in, you know, and feet that kind of thing. In in that respect, and you know, chuck a few, chuck some stockings in as well, you know. But the, but just the feet and the the, the heels, that's really nice. But uh, I'm afraid to say, her feet don't do much for me at the minute. <laughs> but she is leaking as well, which um, not from is, her
1: feet, not from her feet. So God, that would be <laughs> off-putting.
0: From from her boobies. So um, that, that's, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, uh, it's a bit weird. So <laughs> when your body starts, you know, involuntarily just leaking. She's
1: lactating, is she?
0: She is. And I'm not sure if that's just, you know, it's like a sexual thing. I don't think it is, is it? It's like she gets excited, so she starts leaking a little bit.
1: <laughs> she takes a glimpse at you and, ooh, there, a few drips come out.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Either that or you're damn good at rubbing her feet, mate, and it's that's getting a go
0: <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, are uh, you all right? You've, you've re- recovered from your break and you feel recharged and refreshed. I, yeah,
1: I am refreshed. Two months away from the mic and I'm refreshed now. So, yeah, it's tough luck to everybody. I'm back deep in their ears now, so unlucky.
0: Good. No, it's great to have you back, mate. Yeah. I have missed you.
1: Oh,
0: I've missed talking to you.
1: Yeah, and, he- and here we are on I know. on an entertainment show.
0: I know. I've got that much to talk about. I can't. Uh, I've forgotten what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's... <laughs> <laughs> you sort of like you think, oh fucking hell! I've watched loads of shit since we last spoke, but yeah. uh, I can't remember what it was no. no. It... Well, that's it, the fuck films and
1: video games. Let's just talk about your wife's leaky tits then.
0: They are. Yeah. They're uh, they're getting bigger as well, which is is nice. <laughs> But they're just sort of like flopping and leaking everywhere, so
1: <laughs> you paint's a very vivid picture. <laughs>
0: She did buy herself some new bras as well, um, which is always nice, I guess. But uh, you know what it's like when you first get with somebody and they buy it, like they've got matching underwear. And then, you know, it's the nice little thongs and everything else. And and then as you get in a relationship with them or you get married, it's sort of like stuff doesn't match anymore. You know, yeah. you've got the black underwear and the white bra and then they start getting a bit frayed and a bit tatty. Ooh. And then it's like the big pants. And uh, yeah, it's all the big shit now. So.
1: Oh, big pants, elastic gone, and a smear stain up the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and just that, mine, actually. I was just going to say that.
0: <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's all good. The baby's due in about, mm, hopefully, if it comes on time, eight weeks. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, you'll be busy for a while then, mate. Well, I've got a, a month off work, so I'm looking forward to that. To be f- quite honest, I'm looking forward to the month off work, um, you know, because I'm, I'm, in my head, right, This is the, the music that plays in my head is, um, it's like from an episode of The Simpsons where it's, do, 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 you know, it's sort of like it's not reality, it's just an imagination. Um, I'm just imagining that I'm going to get loads of gaming and watching films, because I'm going to be off during the day, Lucy's going to be at school, so we're just going to, you know, the baby ain't going to much need much attention. Is it? I mean, it's fucking hell. They, they don't do much for about three months, and then so we just—it's go- <laughs> going to be great, and because we've obviously done it before, so you, we're not going to be as stressed or as panicked and and as worried and all that shit. So well, that's that's in my head. That's the way it's going to play out. But I'm sure it'll be totally different. It'll be fucking. Oh, do you change the <laughs> nappy again? <laughs> that's,
1: you think there'll be shit everywhere?
0: The first nappy I ever changed was—I uh, put it on sideways. But, how can you do that? That was how I did that. And I was I was under um, pressure as well because my mom, Kay, and the midwife were watching me do it. And I'm like, oh, this is my first ever fucking nappy. Give me a break, will you? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, well, that's it. Because, look, the shit at first, it's it's like tar, isn't it? It's not... Oh, it's, it's awful, mate. It's weird. And then all of a sudden they have this fucking fart explosion and it's just, Jesus, where did that come from? And you got projectile vomit, which is good fun, so...
1: Oh yeah, you've got all the joys still to come at you.
0: But hopefully, well, we can do another one, um, another entertainment show. Hopefully, all being well, uh, before the baby comes, mm-hmm. so that'd be good. Yeah, yeah.
1: The things you do for a month off work.
0: Man. I know. I can't wait though. I haven't had uh, some time off from work for ages. So yeah, just have a baby. Some people have a break. Some people have babies just to get like a fucking ten, uh, ten or eleven month long break off work, don't they? Yeah, and then keep popping them out. Yeah, so somebody in our office, she's planning on having one next year, just so she can have a year off work. So,
1: ah, yeah. 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 You're not putting yourself forward as a, a donor, are you?
0: See, we had this conversation about being a sperm donor, um, and I always thought that was, seemed like the best job ever, um, but, you know, because you get to wank lots all the time, and you know what I'm like. <laughs> 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 but oh. um, it's... When I think they found out that you know they can trace it back to you know the father and you being the dad, when they get to a certain age, like, I can't be bothered with all that shit. I'll just do it for free, you know. <laughs> and all those poor little sperm will be, you know, going down the toilet. Just... Oh.
1: You should oh. put like a, put a fiver in a tin every time you knock one out. Anyway, you
0: know? Fiver? I'd yeah. be broke. I'd be fucking. I'll be broke by the end of the week. I
1: imagine what you could treat
0: yourself to at the end of the year. <laughs> you'd be fine
1: mate
0: yeah oh god anyway um that's what i've been doing you know rubbing my wife's feet (laughs) mopping up milky fucking tit juice everywhere it sounds it sounds
1: fantastic
0: (laughs) oh god anyway
1: (laughs) right then i want to start mate with a little Mm. bit a little bit of live entertainment Ooh. Mm, which obviously is preferable to dead entertainment, <laughs> which which would, of course, be necrophilia, wouldn't it? Which we don't endorse here at 60 Minutes with.
0: You. No, I'm not, I'm not really into that. I've not seen the attraction. But um, I think, like Ramrod said once before, if they were still warm, if they'd just died... In a morgue, yeah. You know, you'd, I probably would, if they were attractive.
1: as long as, they, you know, it wasn't like in a horrific combine harvester accident and they were in pieces or something, but...
0: No, because, I mean, I've had... Sex and they've they've seemed dead before. <laughs> They're not. It just. I don't know. If you, it's not me. It's them. Obviously.
1: It was the real hypno. That's what did it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. They <laughs> were just there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to the Starburst um, Film Festival last weekend, of oh. which a review will be on the website very soon. Mm-hmm. um really good mate and i know the london film and comic con gets a lot of the publicity because it's got you know it's got the big names doesn't it as far as guests mm. go um but i think the starburst film festival it was in manchester uh is one it's going to sound a bit poncy saying this but one for the film connoisseur ooh mm-hmm. mm. yeah they show a lot of independent films uh they have some really they have guests but not like the big names So oh, you know like arnie's going to be there and so and so is going to be there uh, I, I only went for the one day. I went on the Saturday. Had an absolutely fucking great time, mate. Uh, mm. Really, really good time. Obviously made better by the fact that I went... The first thing that happened in the morning was... Um, <laughs> they they showed uh, the Sinbad movie with Caroline Munro in.
0: Oh, oh, I love and, her.
1: Oh Then they had a talk w- with um, John and Connor from the Ray Harryhausen Foundation, which was fascinating uh really 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 interesting and i'm going to have john walsh on uh, an interview show quite Ooh, soon
0: too excellent uh
1: and again podcast plug uh, if you haven't heard it yet and all the listeners to us if you haven't heard the ray Harryhausen podcast that john and connor do go and subscribe now i've uh i think i've listened to about six of them and they are so good i'm just learning stuff all the time and uh John, especially, has got one of those voices, you know, that you could just listen to for ages. Mm. Yeah, he could just give him the phone book, let him read it out, and I'll listen to it for, like, three hours. He's, he's like that, but he's so... Both of them are so um, knowledgeable uh, and, like, passionate about what they do, and it really comes across in the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely recommend that. But they did this talk, and they got models from the actual films. They got Ray Harryhausen models um I took a few pictures of. Again, if you go to our Instagram, there's photographs up on there. Then... I got to meet Caroline Munro.
0: Oh, oh! Did you squirt?
1: I did. I tell you what, I was lactating from everywhere that that juice can come out of, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw the picture of you and um, with her, and she's sixty. What? How old is she?
1: Sixty-seven, I think.
0: Sixty-seven. Oh, I probably still would, you know.
1: Oh, in a heartbeat, mate.
0: Oh. Definitely. I mean, I'm looking at some pictures now of her in her heyday. Obviously, you know, everybody, I think, but probably remembers her from The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, mm-hmm. And like you mentioned Sinbad and stuff like that. But she was amazingly good looking, when she? And oh. beautiful, but amazing body. My
1: God, I tell you, what, I've, I've said before, but for anybody that doesn't know, she was my first cinema love. Um, 1976, I think, at the Earth's core. Her, Doug McClure, Peter Cushing, uh, went to the cinema with my dad. And it was the first time. I was 11 years old and I'm sat there. It's the first time. Like, huge screen. And it's, oh, she looks nice. (laughs) Uh, How old are you? Oh, 11. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, what's that tingling feeling? (laughs) (laughs) I remember it vividly. And she was like, from then on, I was like, oh, it's Caroline Munro. I love her. And like ever since, in like the 40 years since then, it's like, oh, Caroline Monroe, And I've never got to meet her. So I was like, um, yeah, very, very excited. And in all honesty, she was so lovely. So lovely. Um, I had a chat. I had, oh, I touched her. I had a hug with her. Oh, my... My... oh And she put her arm around me and I put my arm around her.
0: Oh. Did you smell her?
1: Oh, I sniffed her. I oh. gave her <laughs> a good sniff. Yeah, that was it. And you just just tugged a lock of hair. While well, she wasn't noticing and keep it in.
0: <laughs> but, oh my god! Just, but, just um, click on that link. I'll put it in the chat for oh,
1: you. Oh, let me let me just click on this and go to. I can never. Find, oh, there we go. Every time. Oh, here we go. We just might have to take a minute now.
0: Oh fucking hell! That, she's she's she, oh she was amazing, wasn't she?
1: Oh, definitely. But it was so good of her. She said, I took um, at the Earth's Core DVD cover, and she signed it. And I I said, I said, I said look, can you do me like a huge favour? Can you sign this to me and sign it like this? And she went, "Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, good. So I've got now. I've now got the DVD of At the Earth's Core signed to, to Dave with love from your first cinema crush,
0: Caroline oh, Monroe. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> Isn't that good? Fair play to her, and that's why I think we, you know, and Tina and everybody who listens to this show will agree but that we. Um, that's the reason why we love films, love movies because that was that memory that you've got of her when you were eleven years old, and then. What we're talking about 40 years later. 40 yeah because i'm 40 now aren't i know of course so 40 years later on and you get that signed by her and that's yeah. amazing that's that must oh that's that's amazing you know it's really special
1: yeah it was you know especially so that she is so nice she's a really nice person Got you know loads of time for everybody so that 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 has now leaped above because my all-time favorite signed um, dvd or blu-ray was the latest rambo movie on blu-ray where Graham McTavish signed it to me with my favourite line of the movie, where he put, um, to Dave, come and have a go at me, you ladyboy cunt. (laughs) 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 Because I remember asking him to sign that, because it was like, it's my favourite line of his in the movie and it was like all improvised so that up until Caroline signed this that was my favourite signed like movie that I got but this this has to go in first
0: place oh, now imagine you should have got Caroline to sign up that for you
1: well, come and have a go at me you lady boy cunt <laughs> Shit, <I'm...
0: laughs> I bet you would have loved that Did, were there many people looking to See her like was was it busy for her? Because I remember when you said that you went to I think it was the Wales Comic Con a couple of years ago, and you got Scott Ad- Adkins there, and, and there's,
1: uh, yeah, there's nobody. nobody,
0: nobody was around him, nobody really knew. I mean, the thing is, like, cause I've watched a few of his films now, and you know, that's just a real shame because he's mm-hmm. fuck, he's a fucking amazing star. He is.
1: Oh yeah, he is. You know, that is just going to get bigger too. Um, but yeah, we, well, with when the Golden Voyage of Simbad was playing, because that was the first thing, and I think it started about ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, I think there was like about 30 of us watching it and it was really good because it was a new 2k remastered from the original camera negative. And I think it was the first time it had been shown if I remember rightly as well. So that was good. So by the time that had finished, it'd done the Ray Harryhausen talk and then she went up to sign the stuff. It was like about one in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, I was, I was up there waiting before she even got there, mate. I was like eager, eager, but yeah, there was a lot going to it. She was, you know, very popular. Um, I also Aww. I also got uh, Martine Bezik's autograph, and if anybody doesn't know her, I got her to sign uh, a big uh, print from Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde with Ralph Bates because I love that movie, and she's fantastic. And she was in One Million Years BC, uh, and she's been in two two Bond movies. One's Thunderball. Oh, and I forget what the other one is. Um, but she was re- and She's in her seventies now. I think she's like about seventy-three or seventy-four. Mm. And she was so nice as well. And you know, I was stoked to get the picture of uh, Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde signed by her as well. Uh, but there was all sorts going on. There's oh I got the, the, the original puppets from Thunderbirds were there, and I got some pictures with them. And the constant. I got in touch with um, some independent filmmakers. If if you if you love film like we do. It's it's highly recommended. The Starburst Film Festival, and so yeah, please go to the website. By the time this goes online, actually, I'll be putting this on like tomorrow. So um, within a day or two of this going online, the written review of uh, Starburst Film Festival will be up on there as well.
0: Nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, um, there's been a lot of, a bit of a resurgence with the Gerry Anderson stuff, hasn't there? Because I know you got a review of Invasion UFO, mm-hmm. uh, and then I did a review of Terra Hawks, the first series of that. Um, so it's still but like, amazingly popular even now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean it's practical effects, isn't it? You know, with like Jerry Anderson with all the puppetry, Ray Harryhausen with all the stop motion stuff.
0: Oh I, think... I love Harryhausen stuff. Oh, man. Jason and the Argonauts is one of my favourites. I love that. That skeleton fight at the end, um it's it's so good.
1: Well this is it that they said, um John Walsh was saying that, believe it or not, the Radio Times is still the most popular magazine over here in the UK. Mm. And they had to vote for the best movie monster. Uh, and Alien just pipped just pipped the skeletons from Jason. And considering, and like he said, you think of Alien and the Alien franchise and how many years it's spanned and the coverage it's had you know, across all types of media. And Jason and the Argonauts, of which the skeletons only appear within the last 10 minutes of the movie... And you know, Alien only just beats them out. It shows how you know how iconic and memorable that scene is.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think I love um, Golden Axe, the the game on the Mega Drive and the arcade, so much because you got skeletons and they were right like bastards you know and they it just always reminded me of that that scene in Jason and the Argonauts oh, yeah. um but yeah I if I'd have seen Caroline Monroe this is me you know because everybody sort of says um like you took your film it, you know a lot, loads of people would have probably taken sort of like you know the the most popular ones like mm-hmm. uh let's say spy who loved me or whatever uh, mine would have probably been um Captain Kronos vamp, vamp, bleh, Vampire Hunter oh good movie have you, you've seen that one? Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, I watched that a few years ago. I used to love watching that as a kid. And I ain't seen it for years. And then I think the horror channel showed it and I I typed it thinking, Oh, this is gonna be shit. Um <laughs> I completely forgotten that she was in it, to be honest with you. I love that film. I think it's great. It's a you know, hammer film uh, from nineteen seventy four. Um and it's cheesy as fuck, but oh, it's yeah. it's great. I love that film.
1: Yeah. Hammer did start to go cheesy, didn't they, towards the end? But yeah, in still 70s.
0: Yeah, love it, love that.
1: And I've got coming up, um, of which there will be more, obviously written reviews, and one coming up when I talk about it, you'll know there's going to be, you know, at least one show about it. We've got Wales Comic Con coming back up, of mm. which me and Tina have already booked a photograph with Michael Bean. oh, oh. oh Kyle Reese from uh, Terminator. Oh, oh my God, what? Can't wait, can't wait. And Picture hit- him.
0: Hicks from Aliens, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Abyss. Yeah. The
0: Abyss. So what have you got to take that you're going to get him to sign?
1: I don't know if I'm going to get him to sign anything because, again, I mean, with Caroline Monroe, it was um, it was £15 for an autograph, like photograph or whatever, you know, and mm. I took my DVD cover. Um, and then if you wanted pictures with her, it was you could have as many pictures as you wanted for free with her on top of that. Uh, so I had, I had six pictures with her in total.
0: Uh, mm, yeah, yeah, so
1: that that was good, but with Michael Bean and the likes of that, you pay. And again, it's like going to uh, the London Film and Comic Con. You can either pay to have a picture, or you can pay to have something autographed, or you know you can do a, like a double package and all of this. So I would much rather every time have a picture with people. I don't know about you, if you'd rather have like take something autographed. But given a choice of two, I'd much rather have a have a photograph with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking to see who's on. Uh oh yeah, Michael Bean. I thought he'd have been like top billing, like on their mm. mind, mind you they're doing it no, they're not doing it alphabetical order. Anyway, he's on the second line down. Um but yeah. Ooh. There's lots of games of throw game of thrones, as oh, you can imagine. Yeah, that's always the usual shit. Oh, Trev and Simon are there. Yeah. Ooh, you'll have to say yeah. Oh Mr Motivator. Oh, will he have his green outfit on? His line oh, Yeah.
1: His meat and two veg just barely <laughs> contained. <laughs>
0: oh god yeah there's a few wrestlers there and shit but oh my god michael bean i oh, wonder what he'll make of it
1: yeah i don't know i don't know mm. i don't know if he's ever been to north wales before
0: but because uh. mm, i always forget he was in uh, the rock as well wasn't he very yes. briefly yeah of course yeah so uh mm, awesome yeah and
1: then to round it off um the beginning of november hard rock hell 10
0: yeah, I was, because uh, we were having a bit of a chat about that, and this year I don't, well, because the baby will be due any time then. Yeah. So it's unlikely that I'll be able to get to that one. But maybe next year, we'll, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, there's AOR5, I think that's in March, that we're going to go to. But this one, I mean, this Ugly Kid the ugly, ugly kid Joe, Rat, uh, Glenn Hughes, Fastway. Loads of bad but the one I'm so excited about as well, you know, mate, is Bonfire.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
1: 'Cause we saw them. there was me, you and Tom, it was Bonfire and Taiketto at Wolves, wasn't it? Was it probably like the year before last, I think.
0: Yeah, it was about two years ago, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. And you you'd got no idea about Bonfire. How'd you go into that?
0: Other than they, they were a German uh rock band that had been going for years. Um I knew nothing. So but they were great. They were really good. They were supporting Taiketto, weren't they? Um and they were fantastic. Just, you know, got the, the crowd going and really good atmosphere. Um the lead singer he looks fucking ancient, but he's still, you know, energetic. Oh, yeah, and... what a voice. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. How old is he, would you say?
1: I don't know. They've got to be, I mean, all the bands that I'm still into, are, you know, mostly date from the 80s. So they've got to be, they've got to be like pushing 60, if not already in the 60s. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. still,
0: still got it, though. Oh, yeah,
1: in spades, mate. I would say if anybody's not heard uh, heard Bonfire or heard of them, go and listen to an album called Fireworks by them that's all you need to listen to and yeah, you'll be hooked. Mm. So yeah, that's the that's the live entertainment. I've got some other stuff but I'm going to uh, pass it over to you mate for uh, whatever you want to talk about.
0: Well, thank you. Um well, as soon as we'll stick on the theme for live entertainment then because um, I did write a review I can't even work into hey, we here <laughs> we
1: because we said at the start, didn't we? It's it's like Jerry from Bad Cup said, "Oh, it's bourbon week." So we're both sat here and I've got bullet bourbon
0: and what have you got mate? <laughs> I've got some Jack Daniels honey. you think we'd drunk a bottle each, not like just got a... <laughs> the thing is, I haven't even poured any of the fucking stuff yet. I, I've been...
1: <laughs> have you opened it? Is it just the smell of it? Let's do I've it. Been,
0: I've been drinking coffee. <laughs> oh
1: my God, just wait. Give it another hour, mate, when half a bottle of your, your JD has gone.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to cracking that up. The thing is though, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to open it until I've finished drinking my, my normal drink, but I've nearly drunk it, so well, we've only just started. But... um. <laughs> Anyway, keeping on the, the live events, I went to, for the first time, uh, something called Revival, which is held in the Midlands, and it's been going for a, a while now. Uh, for anybody who knows the Midlands, there's uh, they had they held one at Dunstall Racecourse, uh, which is where they have horse racing and shit like that. Uh, that was about two or three years ago. Then they had one last year, which was p- pretty much opposite where my mom lives, uh, but i couldn't make it because i think i was going to the comic-con um with you guys in wales so otherwise i would have gone to that but so this one uh was held at warsaw the bescott stadium the um the banks's stadium which is what it what it's called Uh, and i've never been there before it's really nice venue the the place where they held it and all it's it's all, all about retro um video games and consoles. And I just wanted to sort of like spend a couple of minutes just talking about really so just saying what a, a brilliant day I had. Hmm. Got there at about 9:30, didn't know what to expect if I'm being honest with you. went on my own. I didn't I wasn't uh going to meet anybody there. Um but as it turned out I ended up meeting a few people that i knew already i've met at other gaming conferences and stuff like that and um you know you end up talking to people and and everybody was so friendly and chilled out there was no security there was no trouble i mean out, oh, it's a room full of geeks and middle-aged <laughs> men playing arcade games i mean you know i'm not that you're going to expect any trouble but the the way that you walked in they got loads of computers and you know me i, I like my you know video games but there was there's consoles and computers there that i'd never seen or heard of um and they had like the games and stuff just lying next to the the actual consoles itself there wasn't somebody watching you while you were playing everybody was really polite and nice you just picked up the cartridge or the disc you know if you wanted to change the game around and you you plugged it in and off you went um they got loads of arcade machines set up all on free play so you could you know, just jump on, have a game. Uh, they got a four player Daytona racing set up, so you could have a game of that. They got loads of pinball machines. Um, they got stuff, they got stalls. I spent about fifty quid on on some games and stuff like that. It was just a brilliant day, and I I got in touch with the um, the people who run it towards the end, and just said like you know I really enjoyed myself, like to write a review, etc. And um, so they're they're going to have another one next year. I think they tend to have one every year. Uh, the guy who runs it, I, di- I don't remember his name. If I'm being honest with you, but uh, it, they just seem like that. You know they're nice people. They they do this because through the sheer love of it, not because they want to make any money from it. Not you know because they probably don't make a massive amount of money from it, if any at all. Um, And they do it just because they love video games and because they enjoy the the fact that people are coming to their event and having fun and enjoying themselves. You know, Um, there was custom arcades there. There was a a big like bar top arcade that was built in the shape of uh, a, a Nintendo. Cont, uh, cartridge Wow, um, good. yeah it was wicked it was just it was a great day and uh, that's why you know I wanted to promote it with it being local to me as well so and uh, so yeah there, there is a review upon the website which um, if people want to check that out I, I'm, I always put point people to our website because i'm so proud of it i always say this um because of all the hard work that we we do you know there's a lot on there, is um, isn't there
1: really there is a lot
0: on there. oh there's so much i think august has been one of our bumper months because like it seemed like every other day there was something going up you know if it wasn't just one review it was two or three reviews mm. and it's only it's only the three of us that do it and you know it's um it's great you know i'm so proud of it it's um it's lovely. Do you know what I mean? It's just a nice... It's something to be proud of. I I'm, I'm sure you feel the same.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. I love writing the reviews, watching stuff and writing it. And then, like, obviously reading the reviews by you and Tina, too. And then um, I remember reading the review that you did a revival, and it was, like, so obvious from reading it what a great time you had, you know. It, so, it's, yeah, it's well worth doing it.
0: Yeah. And uh, there was a few people that I met there and I had a chat with them from other podcasts. Um, and... Um yeah there was uh, Kyle from the Entertain Nerds and uh Chris O'Regan from his podcast the Sausage Factory and then there's Benny there from RGDS uh so and, and then there was uh, Tom from the Dreamcast Junkyard so there was it's a nice community feeling it's a nice event um there was no egos there was no bullshit it was it was great so if the, well i'm not saying if but when the, the the next one comes up next year i'd highly recommend people go there people turn up from video game industry that um you know jim baglin and people like that which if you wanted to meet them they had talks which retro, retro asylum put on and stuff like that so but i just wanted to go for the day i just i, I didn't want to i was just wanted to go to experience it and enjoy myself so yeah it's all good
1: Oh, excellent mate it's good yeah this um, I think it's called Replay. It's in Manchester. I think it's in October. I'm hoping to get to that.
0: Yeah, I know. I've heard of that. There's It's the bigger sort of event, I guess, bigger version of that. Yeah. Um and I would like to go to that because I think a lot of people go, you know. It's, uh, I, but the thing is, I'm going to Eurogamer later on this month.
1: Of course, and I do, yeah. Yeah,
0: I do like Eurogamer, um, but it's a long for four days you know you're on your feet for four days and you you're queuing up for a long time not that i'm but for me it's become more about meeting people that you know and you talk to on twitter and you interact with and uh, there's a meetup on the saturday night uh, for the midlife gamer people which i've just bought my tickets for so looking good. forward to doing that um and having a few beers and just chilling out really so but yeah that'll be good uh, and also i'll write a review of that when when we do i do that uh, as i did last year
1: yeah, I'd love to go. I've never been there yet, but I would love to go.
0: Yeah, it's worth it if you can, just for the day. Mate, if you could go on a Thursday, that's probably one of the best days to go, because it's the quieter. F- Friday, well, Saturday and Sunday, they're rammed, absolutely rammed. But there's all sorts of stuff, you know, cosplay and video games, board games, all sorts of good stuff.
1: Hmm. Good. So again, yeah, yeah everybody go to uh, 60minuteswith.co.uk. Have a read of the reviews.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. Do it, or I'll get my wife to drip her tits on you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some people might like that.
1: Well, that, yeah, that's it. They they will protest. No, I'm not going to go. I claim my uh, my tit drippage. <laughs> that's what you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then, mate. What have you been watching, playing? Mm. What's okay, been entertaining so... you since we last talked?
0: Well, I know that you've watched this because you briefly mentioned it on 80s Picture House. Um, so, but at least we can both talk about it now. Um, and it's Stranger Things.
1: Oh, yes, yes,
0: yes. So, um, obviously, this is the big thing. Everybody's been talking about it. And uh, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. Um, and, obviously, with you now having Netflix, we've had it for a while now. Um, I don't think you'd, you had it on a trial. You had, you're not going to look to cancel it now. I think you're hooked in, aren't you?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I think we've had it like about, oh, five months, maybe six now, yeah.
0: Yeah. I had it a while, Yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that much into streaming. Have you even got bloody Amazon Prime now as well?
0: Oh you? Yeah, yeah, we've had that a
1: couple of months now too. <laughs>
0: bloody hell! Um, okay, so yeah, Stranger Things then, um, set in 1983, is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, oh. it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the story is uh, without spoiling it for too too much. It, small town. Um, there's a group of kids one of them goes missing and then there's uh, some strange stuff happening there's a a young girl that um, appears to have escaped from a facility and uh, she's been pursued by people and she has strange powers and she hooks up with these young kids and and it's just it's got influences from lots of different things hasn't it you know people have said oh it's a bit Spielberg it's a bit Stephen King uh, you know it's got all the 80s influences, all the nods and re- winks and references and everything, even to just down to posters on the walls. There's an Evil Dead poster. There's a the, uh, bit where they're watching The Thing, um, you know, on the TV, uh, and it's great. Winona Ryder's in it. She plays the the boy's mom who disappears, and then you got David Harbour, who we talked about um, in the Brokeback Mountain show. Uh, Tina and I did. He plays a sheriff. Uh, he's um, very grizzled you know and he's he's got a you know drink and uh drug problem and you know that they, when you watch it it explains why uh and then you've got the kids themselves which are absolutely brilliant you know they're just so natural and so engaging and funny um and then you've got sort of like their older siblings that have got their other things and you know they've got their relationships and and everything else and then you've got this sort of like loner kid and and whatever. Um, it's really really good uh we caned it we went through it within a week i think we watched two episodes a night two or three episodes a night it's only about 45 to 50 minutes long generally speaking but the reason i wanted to sort of like mention it as well was because i really loved it because as soon as i watched it i got a vibe from an author called dean Kuntz. now he's, he's a very popular author i mean I, you know it, it, people always seem to say oh stephen king but then dean Kuntz always seemed to get overlooked a little bit because oh. of stephen king i thought anyway have you heard of him have you oh
1: like- god yeah i used to devour
0: books i wasn't i was never
1: really in all honesty a big stephen king fan i read i read loads and loads back then and i read books by dean Kuntz and uh, james herbert sean huts and all these you know horror novelists i preferred their work to the work of stephen king
0: yeah um and one of the books that it just instantly seemed to remind me of was um a book called watchers and it's been a long time since i've read that but from memory the story is is that they've there's this uh government facility that are um trying to you know enhance intelligence and whatever and create this super uh, being as such or whatever and, and and they do it and they put this intelligence into a dog and the dog escapes from a facility and then gets befriended by some of the local people and then there's like a sheriff on board and everything else um, and then th- this sort of like the flip side of that coin is that through their tests and experiments, they create this this monster which hates this dog and starts to pursue it. It hates it because it's perfect, it's seen as perfect, you know, and it's it wants to kill it because, if you like, he is the failed experiment, you know, this monster thing is. And so he goes around pursuing the dog and then... In in its wake, it leaves a trail of destruction, you know, and and goes around killing things and whatever. And as soon as I watched the first episode, I thought, that's fucking, you know, it, it's <laughs> take it's slightly different, you know, it's a little girl, but there's an was it the upside down world they call it or the, the upside down?
1: Up, yeah, the upside down,
0: where there's like you know where this kid's gone and you know there's there's a monster and everything else. Um and I just thought everybody's saying Stephen King, and I'm thinking, no, it's fucking Dean Coontz. You know, it's, <laughs> the, the, you know, he's trying to like be, feel a bit smug and a bit clever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to, I mean, the show itself is great. Um, you know, David Harbour is fantastic. Uh, there's some great performances in there, really well worth watching. If, and I don't know how you feel about this, I might get slated for it a little bit. Winona Rider is great, don't get me wrong, but there were times where, her hysteria got on my tits slightly, not to a point where it, I found it that annoying or distracting. I don't know where you feel about this. Maybe it's just me being a bit of a knobhead, but I don't know. It just it felt a little bit over the top on occasions, but she was really good. But I don't know. I, I don't yeah.
1: know. No, I do know what you mean. Um, it, it's funny you should say this actually, because a TV show I'm going to mention in a bit. That's really good, but has something in it that's really distracting to me. Uh But yeah, her character does, without, without trying to give any spoilers away, is suffering something as the show goes on. So she, I guess she can't be seen to be all happy and going out for a dance all the time. But yeah, I know what you mean about it being a bit much and wears thin after a while. But like you said... She is good in it, as is everybody. And the young actors in it are just amazing. They steal the show for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. Because people have said, oh, it's like the Goonies, and, you know, they're a bit like that. Um, But they've – I haven't watched it yet, but there's a teaser trailer for season two, which they seem to have come out with really quickly. You know, and I don't know if they always plan to have a season two. I mean, I'm guessing so. Uh, But that just seems to have come out of, like, as soon as, like, you know, this season's done with – here we go. Here's season two. There's a teaser for it, so I'm assuming that's going to be coming out next year. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, obviously, without giving anything away, that it did end on a a bit of a cliffhanger, I guess. Um. So there is more to explore. I think you said that that is it going to be set the next year or something like that. Yeah, it's set in eighty four. Apparently, from what I've read. Yeah. So I'm up for more. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love, I loved all the music. Um, I thought, oh, the the uh, intro music was absolutely amazing. Uh, it just reminded me so much of John Carpenter, you know. And I think everybody said that, but it did. You know, I absolutely loved that music. I thought it was great.
1: Didn't but, have say uh, it's welcome yeah. either, it did it? What was it, eight episodes, that was it?
0: Eight episodes, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think a lot of T V shows like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, they're usually about ten to thirteen. Um I mean we're watching we're still watching House, which I've mentioned before with Hugh Laurie, but that's like twenty twenty four episodes a series. What so you're in for the hell? long haul. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's so and it's it, it you do feel it drags a little bit sometimes, but um that's the perfect sort of like sweet spot for me eight to ten episodes because it has to be fucking amazing to last much longer than that do you know what I mean yeah um, so but yeah, just a few book recommendations some of the books that I read when I was younger um, The Face of Fear is very good um, Phantoms is another one that was made into a film uh, with Ben Affleck um, oh. if I remember rightly Um Watchers, obviously. Strangers. Um, Midnight uh, Hideaway. That's another. Dragon Tears. That's another one. Because Dragon Tears. That's got a uh, character that. Uh, okay. Uh, without, spo- I'm not. Okay. So I'll just say it as it is. So uh, it uh, won't spoil it. Pretty it probably will. But that <laughs> character in that is a is a bad guy. But it turns out that uh, his mother had experiments done on her when she was. Uh, carrying him carrying this this child through childbirth and they're like all sorts of experiments with LSD and all that sort of shit and it's it, that's why he's got these powers, these telekinetic and um, you know powers where he can stop time and freeze things and stuff like that. So, uh, oh, wow. Dark Rivers of the Heart, that's another one. That's another. And Strange Highways, Intensity, um, some some really good books that I remember reading. Fucking hell, my mid twenties, you know, so that's how long ago it was. But they were always really, they were proper ta- pra- page turners. Do you know what I mean? Um, really good books. Mm. So there you go.
1: Well, that's good. Some book recommendations, too. That's a rarity yeah. for us, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because I don't, I don't read much, if I'm honest. With you. <laughs> yeah. I tend to read magazines and websites, and well, you, you know, when you look flicking through porn, you don't tend to read the <laughs> yeah. articles, do you? No, it's the
1: pictures that get your attention.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: TV-wise, I've got three, uh, just to... Jump on the back of your Stranger Things chat. I've uh, mentioned it to you. I think you've watched a few. Um, I'm on. God, I just started season five of this called The League, and it's on. Yeah comedy, yeah, comedy show based around these this group of friends and the this core group of friends. They they play fantasy football. Yeah, NFL fantasy football. Um, if if you like the NFL and American football. You will get a little bit more out of it because there's some American football players and coaches make uh, special appearances in it. There's a few references to when they're doing the draft for the fantasy football. But I'd say that's only like 10% of the show. Well, it is really. It, it's it's a comedy show and it's only 22 minutes an episode. So it's one of those that you can just stick it on whenever. Um, and it's it's in really... it, it It's not politically correct, let's put it this way. There's all things about shit and piss and shagging and God knows what that happens in it. And as every season of it has gone on, like I said, I've just started season five, there seems to be less and less to do with American football, (laughs) so it's barely even mentioned (laughs) now. And it is just like all out um, bad taste humour, which I love. Uh, But apparently it finished uh, at the end of season seven last year. Which I'm good about thinking, oh, I've only got like about two and a half seasons to watch. So if you've got any interest in American football or not, don't worry about that. But I would highly recommend The League if you want to laugh. Stick with it. It's got characters in it that you're going to love. One, particularly Ruxin in it, that you're going to hate, but you're going to love hating him. Um... Yeah, I, I just highly recommend it. It's my favourite TV show at the moment. I'm just eating episodes up, much like you said you did with Stranger Things. I'll just say, oh, I'll just watch one. And because it's only 22 minutes, you go, oh, I'll just watch another one. Oh, I may as well spend an hour and watch three. And before you know it, you've like you you've watched half a bloody, bloody season. Now this is one where there's, um, I think season one has got eight episodes and every one after that has got 13. Right, OK. So, yeah, if you want to yeah. laugh, I'd recommend that.
0: I um, watched the first episode of this and I I, I sat down with uh, Kay and watched it thinking, uh, well, I know you told me about it and it sounded really funny and he said that you didn't have to watch or know much about American football to get it. So, and I really liked it i thought it was really funny like quick humor quick smart funny humor um stuff that I, I like where it'll tease you a joke and then there'll be a punchline sort of at the end i always thought frasier was like that you know yeah. there'd be a running sort of theme and then at the end there'd be the punchline which you know you would make it sort of like really funny um so i thought it was great k not so much um i don't know well i'll talk about this later on when we talk about um a movie that we watched together last night. She's like, it's so irritating. I've said, I've said this. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I don't expect her to like stuff that – all the stuff that I like. But, you know, it's it's fucking hard work sometimes when you're sitting watching a film or, or something that you're finding really enjoyable and funny and the person next to you is just sat there with a stone face and you're thinking, yeah. oh, my God. Not, and he takes away the enjoyment from you a little bit now. Yeah, right? yeah but um bitch uh but <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, I really liked it and there's a, a bit in the first episode uh which you told me about where they're having a party and it's like a kids party and um oh one of the characters in it he he he's got a guitar and he sings a song and it's all about how uh, mommy and daddy got together and made the little girl <laughs> um and it sort of starts off quite nice and gentle and oh they're in love and everything else and then it's basically describing what they were doing to you know (laughs) to uh sort of um procreate and all this that you know what i mean so Yeah. yeah
1: it is and because it's based around like fantasy football usually the first episode of each each season is when they do the draft so i'd say uh that's the one where it's most sort of American football centric, you know, because they're doing the draft and picking the teams. But then as it goes on, they'll mention what's happening within the league as it's going on, but it's, it's all about them and the group of friends and the shit that happens to them as life goes on. And uh, I've read that a lot of it is um, improvised as well. Oh, really? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So it just gives that flow to it. So you, you can see some of them are cracking up like mad. As the, you know, as they're giving out the as talking to each other and that. So I do think some of it is improvised, especially some of the shit they come out with. Jesus. Nice. Uh, sticking with American football, but you'd have to be a hardcore American football fan if you're going to watch this. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called All or Nothing. Uh if if you do know your American football, you'll know that there's a series called Hard Knocks that's five episodes in preseason every year that's been going on for quite a while now. This was the first time ever that a TV crew had followed an American football uh, team through the entire year of a season, and they followed the oh they followed the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and it is amazing. It is really really good. Obviously, if you don't like American football, don't bother but if if you are an NFL fan watch all and nothing you'll you'll lap it up so that's mm. that's that's a quick one for all the NFL fans out there
0: is it i mean uh, obviously and I, we've talked about this before and we like american football films and stuff like that and i have watched a few of them even though i i know the basic rules you know you're trying to get a ball from one end of the field to the, the other so i know that you know but there's obviously a lot more to it than that and i do like american football films you know um, but is it, I'm thinking, is it like, is it dry or is it like just, you know, if I like say watched um, any given Sunday, am I going to enjoy it? Or no. is it going to be very, is it going to be very rule based and very sort of like technically, you know, all about American football?
1: Yeah. I mean, cause it's a documentary and the following the team, it's, you know, because I've been like an NFL fan for bloody like 30 odd years now, it does help if you know the rules and you know the players and the, the coach of the Cardinals, he used to be the defensive coach at the Steelers, and I'm a big Steelers fan, so that all ties into it. So I think if if you like American football movies, but you're not an NFL fan, I'd still say don't don't really bother with that one.
0: Oh, okay, I'd say
1: I'd save mm-hmm. your time, but yeah. Get into the NFL, then, mate. That's what you need to do next. <laughs>
0: mm. um, I... Well, it's better that sometimes you know. It makes you wonder when you're watching the fucking Premier League and you're thinking. I think you talked about this and you're seeing them fucking fall over oh, as soon as they get touched, God. and it's just. Yeah. Oh, I gave you know, I gave he... up
1: on our football a long time ago.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I know it's a different sport and I know it's different, you know, but you kind of think and when you're doing something physical, you know, whether it's boxing or kickboxing or something like that, where it does take a bit, you know, the contact. And then you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck are you doing? You know, somebody's just flicked you in the face or touched you and you're going down. Like, What the the fuck? Come on, really? You're, you know, you're an athlete. You're a grown man. What are you doing? And you're being Um,
1: paid a shitload of money as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just doing that. Oh, it's terrible, mate. Awful.
0: Mm.
1: anyway final tv um Mm. this goes back you know when i mentioned about you with stranger things and we're known a yeah yeah now this is this is the show it's really good really really good but there's something about it and i think we're up to episode five or six now and it's got to the point it's pissing me off so (sighs) much that i'm thinking of ditching the show right i haven't told tina this She'll hear this, and it's the first she'll know about it because it's one of these that we watched, oh. that we watched together, right? It's Mr. Robot, the first season of Mr. Oh. Robot. Really okay. good show, fantastic. It's really good in the fact as well. It's got Christian Slater in it, and I love Christian Slater. Um, and he's he's not been in enough things for quite a long time. And it's all to do with uh, you know the internet and you know the dark web and all this stuff going on and these big conglomerates ruling out across everybody and there's all these people underground t- trying to wrestle control and all money going on and all. It. It's one of those series where you can't play on your phone while you're watching it or you can't eat while you're watching it. You've got you've got to pay attention. You've got to watch what's going on. You've got to listen to what they're saying because there's a lot of shit happening in it. But it's really good. The story that it tells, it's, it's a slow burner and it's all intertwining and twisting and things are going on and you think you've got it worked out and then something else will happen and you go, oh, fuck, didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but there's two things in it that are really, really pissing me off. And I'm, all I'm going to say is Headroom, it's the way it's filmed. It's the guy, uh, the guy that wrote it and he's, he's directed a lot of the episodes as well. All I'm going to say is Headroom and eyeline that's all i'm going to say because i don't want to spoil it for anybody else put it in people's heads but if you watch mr robot and you get what i'm saying about headroom and eyeline it's got to the point now where it's getting a little bit unwatchable because these the way it's filmed it keeps happening and happening and stylistically it's good to begin with it's a bit like um fuck, what was it called battlefield earth where it was all filmed with all these dutch angles which was, oh, it's all right to begin with, but when it's a full like 90-odd minute film, it gets on your tits. It's the same way that this is filmed, and it's getting really, really annoying with me, and I don't know how long (laughs) I can keep watching it. Um, It would definitely benefit from different directors, I think, each episode, just to mix it up a little bit.
0: Mm. But,
1: yeah, that's my view. I'd be very interested to hear other people that are watching Mr. Robot and what they think about that as well, if it's doing the same to them or not
0: hmm oh, okay I, I mean i have heard a bit about it um i was talking to a chap at work who said you know because everybody's raving about it but he was like kind of yeah it's okay um but it's so well, i'll check that out that's amazon isn't it that's an amazon prime yeah show yeah okay hmm mm. that's my, that's
1: my tv guy, stuff the, though
0: Okay, the guy who stars in that uh, is it Rami Malek. Uh, he starred in um, Until Dawn. He was. Do you remember? You played that, didn't you? On oh, the PS4.
1: Bloody hell! Of course. Now you've said that, I can picture him in it.
0: Yeah, he's the one of the main characters whose sister's or sister, if I remember rightly, goes missing uh, yeah. and invites the all the people to the house. So they, that's probably where you've seen him from. If people yeah. have recognised him. Oh, good call on that one. I may have totally forgotten about that. Yeah. I'll
1: have to play it again now.
0: There you go. Did you like that? Did you like Until, Do- Until Dawn? I did,
1: yeah. I think you saved more people than I did as well. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed that. It's worth probably worth the second playthrough, actually, just to sort of make other choices. The thing is, I played that well last probably a year ago now when that came out, um, so I can't remember what I fucking did the first time around. So. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably end up doing the same things and getting all killed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. have you
1: got any TV there, mate? Have you got any TV? Do you want to? Do you want to move on to movies or games?
0: Oh, I've just had a, a sip of Jack Daniel's.
1: Oh, was that was that your first bit that's passed between your lips?
0: Oh, that's lovely. That lovely burn, the feel when it goes down your your throat. Oh it's, oh, it's nice.
1: You bastard! I finished mine. I'm looking. I'm looking at an empty shot glass here and just
0: listening oh. listening to you swallowing. <laughs> not for the first time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we'll go and get, text Tina and say, Come and get me a drink. I haven't Come got my
1: bloody and... phone with me. You text her. Tell her. Say Dave. Shall, shall I text her? Yeah. Say Dave's sat there with an empty shot glass. There you go. See, Dave there's...
0: wants a drink. <laughs> <laughs> shall I add bitch on the end? Or not? In capitals.
1: <laughs> Capitals and three exclamation marks. Uh, and, then, and, then a, and then a
0: kiss. <laughs> As I say, Tina Darling. <laughs> Dave, or or should, I better not call her Dirty Tina, because she, she doesn't like that, does she? Uh, <laughs> she does answer to it, drink.
1: though, from, from you. she's the only. You're the only person she answers to with that, if you call her that.
0: There I've, you go. Just, I've tried it many so, a
1: time, calling her Dirty Tina, and I just get a slap around the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, there you go. I've just... Uh... You Sent your message. See if anything comes back. If you get a drink, well then you know it worked. Yeah. So
1: I don't even know. She's upstairs painting, but I don't even know if she's got a phone with her. So we'll find out. Here you no. go, listeners. We'll we'll find out what happens. Will I get a drink delivered to me or not?
0: But people are on the, the edge of their seat now. Oh, for that.
1: This is, they'll be fast forwarding, trying to find out <laughs> fuck, what we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about next. Oh, did he get a drink? This is what we need to know.
0: Well, um, before we go on to what the main thing I guess I wanted to talk about, um, I'll talk about a video game sort of very briefly because it's just come out on the PS4. Oh, okay. Uh, came out on the Xbox One originally and PC and uh, I think it was, uh, well, the way it was kind of described um, at E3 was that it was kind of an, almost an exclusive for the Xbox. Uh, but then within a couple of three weeks, it, it's actually come out on the PS4. And it's out now. And it's called Inside. Um, have you heard of this one?
1: I've heard you mention it on the same coin. I haven't uh, I haven't played it. I haven't even seen any trailers or anything for it either.
0: Okay. Were you a fan of, or d- did you like... Um, Oh, it's gone in my fucking mind now. Um mm. Fuck's sake. Limbo. There you go. Yes, I completed it. Did you like it? I did like it, yeah. I think you'll fucking love Inside then. Um if you liked Limbo, then I think you will really, really like uh Inside. I still haven't finished it yet. Um that's my own fault because I just the thing is, from what I've heard it's only it's about a three to four hour game. Um maybe more if you wanted to collect sort of like hidden shit which I'm not that bothered about um, but it's very similar in style to Limbo looks you know you, you essentially are running and jumping and pushing and pulling stuff um, it's the controls are very simple you know it's only one button you know like I said jump And oh, no, actually two jump and, and you know grabbing stuff whatever um, it's so so atmospheric um you, you know you are you don't know what's going on uh it doesn't explain anything to you you start off, you're a, you're a young boy i'd say you maybe 13 14 years old you, i can only guess that from that you know you don't see facial expressions or whatever it's set side on so you're running uh left to right and it, it's not you know you're set at night there are uh you you're just running along, it looks absolutely stunning it looks beautiful um, the animations are some of the best I've, I think I've seen from from any game, you know, it absolutely looks gorgeous, you know, and the way the character moves is, is amazing um, and you're just running away from something you don't know what, there's, the music is sparse, there's not a lot of music to it, the sound effects are absolutely amazing um, and, and then all of a sudden, you know you will be hiding from people. Uh, you will see glimpses of things, but you don't know exactly what you can see. Like you'll see lots of people being rounded up and put into the back of a truck, and the truck drives off. And then um, you'll see people looking for you, like shining their torches at you and chasing after you. And then there's dogs. And I've, honestly, I've never been so scared of dogs. I think in a game <laughs> as I have been playing this, um, that they're, they're just you know the thing is as well with the game with limbo you played as a little boy didn't you sort of like i don't know how old you'd be maybe 10 11 again i'm guessing that from just the the sort of like the stature of the character and everything and in that game because it was more fancy wasn't it you know you'd get um you'd like there was a giant spider and if it caught you it would fucking you know pierce you and uh you know stab you to death uh, and then there's other like platform bits like you get you know chewed up by a load of gears or whatever and it was it felt uncomfortable to play because it didn't shy away from its violence. And it's a little, it was a little boy getting killed at the end of the day, which is, is horrible to, to see it. And this is the same, you know, with it being a, a sort of slightly older boy and the way he gets killed, except this is more realistic in as much as that it's not, it's dogs uh, ripping you apart or it's, you know, you getting shot and killed, you know, um, and just even if you fall from a platform, it's like a, a horrible crunch uh, crunching sound when you fall and the, the when the music ratchets that's up I and mean, that, that that's like I described that is it kind of the atmosphere is almost like the thing you know it's very claustrophobic very tense um, you know you feel like you're on the edge of your seat playing it playing it you know it's it's enjoyable but not at the same time you know it's it's not a fun game you know you're not going to sort of like you'll be playing it and have a massive smile on your face uh, it's 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 really intriguing and i'm still annoyed at myself that i haven't finished it yet (laughs) uh but it's just time really so but it's well worth getting i think it's 15 quid uh you will get it in the sale eventually it'll come down in price you know you'll probably get it for half price at some point and before the end of the year's out um well worth it really really recommended um but anyway i want to know because you've been playing No Man's Sky, haven't you? I yeah. want to know where you stand on this debate because that game, people are either <laughs> loving it or fucking hating it, and I it doesn't really interest me, for honest with you. Because I just, I don't know. Oh, oh, did you get a drink? Yeah, I got a cup of tea. Oh, no. is that it?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm holding up an empty shot glass in front of her, and she's going,
0: you said "Oh,
1: you didn't want a drink that, that." That was that. That's what you <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Do you want
0: some oh, idea? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say hello to Tina for me. Chris
1: says hello. 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 Do you want to say hello to everybody listening? Do you want to shout and say hello?
0: Hello. I'm just a slave. <laughs> it worked though, didn't it? Bloody hell! I only sent you that message a few minutes that ago was... as well. Yeah, bloody hell! I know what to do now. Yes, please. See, I bet if Dave asked you, though, um, you wouldn't, you'd not have to wait for Amos, no. wouldn't you?
1: I know what to do now. I've got to text you. To text then, Tina.
0: Yeah, that's
1: it. That's what, that's what we do. Brilliant.
0: <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Live, live. You can't beat that, there can you? There you go. People that did fast forward to this bit, they'll be, oh, I'll go back and listen to what you've just been talking about now.
0: So, But no. yeah, Inside is great. But No Man's Good. Sky, tell me about
1: it. Uh yeah, I mean this this has been like Marmite really, hasn't it? Split people down the middle. Uh, I know the yeah. the latest thing is that people are going on about it's not delivered what was promised and so on. Uh I oh. did I did find it, I've got to admit, the first uh probably like but the first hour or so, I'd not a bloody clue what I was doing. There's no tutorial. I mean we're so used to tutorials now. There's nothing going on and it didn't even know that the you know, the, the gun that you'd got. I'd got two different modes that one has got this laser where you can you sort of destroy all these different elements and you collect them. And then you press triangle and it'll change to like a gun for when things are attacking you and it's firing like um, bullets and or whatever it fires. I didn't I didn't know that for like well over an hour or so. I, I think it was just by um, just randomly pressed it. and went Oh, you can change what
0: what happens. Mm. Uh, I, I, one of the things that I've heard is people didn't know you could run as well. There's a run button, apparently.
1: Yeah, I think that's R3, I think, to run, or L3. It's something like that. You don't run very quick. Um, it is, I liken it to Terraria, which is a 2D um, game where you're you flying from planet to planet and you're crafting a lot. So it's hmm. uh, I would say it's like a 3D version of Terraria. Um, for anybody that's got any, you know... That, that's played that. It is an ex- exploration and crafting game. If you like neither of those two things, you're fucked. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bother. If you like to just sit back, and this is why I'm enjoying it. I just like sitting back, and I'm not bothered. I know the whole, they're saying, oh, the whole point of the game is to get to the center of the galaxy, and then... Um, no spoiler people have got to the center of the galaxy and nothing really happens and people have been losing their mind about it i'm I'm still titting around in like the first couple of sectors i'm not whether i'll ever get to the center of the galaxy i don't know maybe i will maybe i won't i'm not bothered because i'm i am having fun just putting my feet up chilling out and going i'm gonna head to that planet or that moon or that space station have her a wander around, collect some stuff. Oh, I've got another slot in my inventory now, be it on the ship or on the suit that I'm wearing. Oh, I've met another alien. Oh, I've learned another alien word. And that's, that's it. I'm not bothered about you know if, what trophies are popping up, because uh, that never bothers me anyway. Or even progression through what is admittedly a very slim single-player player, storyline that's in it i'm just enjoying visiting planets uh finding what's there collecting stuff and moving on to the next one and that's it so i can see where it's split people you know it's there's those that want a story and want the progression and want an end to it and all this stuff going on or there's people that just uh, enjoying the whole experience that it gives you and i'm sure with they've already like there's been different patches for it they'll keep adding stuff to it and improving it and it is a little bit clunky in a a lot of ways really but if you take it for what it is it's yeah i'm really glad i got it it's one of the very few games i bought on um i pre-ordered it so i got it on the first day and i'm Mm -hmm. glad i did you know i've already got more than my money's worth out of it because again there's people like pissing and moaning about it being a full price game yeah oh my god just shut up
0: yeah all that shit's been annoying me but uh and then people saying oh did it get missold?" you know i'm thinking what the fuck you know it it, that was people's own imaginations that built it up to the the hype or thinking oh my god you're gonna be able to do this you're gonna be able to do that you know it's just i don't know it's fucking annoyed me and the thing is i mean from my point of view it doesn't bother me because i'm not that interested in it but i'm thinking it in terms of it being full price game it had, what, 15 people working on it, you know. and I, So that, to me, I'm looking at it the other way, thinking, well, yeah, you, you know, it, it, you should probably pay them for what it's worth, you know, because they've worked really hard on this game for three years, and, okay, it might not be what you expected, but that's not their fault, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I'd recommend yeah. it, but, you know, everybody's different, of course, so you've got to... Yeah, It's like anything, don't... It's like, you know, even going back to the movie reviews on our website, hopefully by now you're gonna you'll read reviews of, of like me, you know, yourself, Chris and Tina, and you'll you'll find out who's got similar tastes to you. And it's the same with video games as well, you know, just you've got to try it or if you get a reviewer who you know has got sort of similar taste, listen to them. Just don't, you know don't go with everybody. But try it and, mm. try it and see. But stick with it. Don't just play it for two hours because the game changes quite a bit the more the more time that you put into it as well
0: mm. um are you interested in battlefield one
1: i am interested in it yeah i'm not sort of um to quote game burst a shooty shooter bang bang sort of person but yeah it does it i am interested because it's a little bit different
0: yeah have you uh jumped into the beta because there's I, an open beta no, at the minute no i haven't um i had a quick go on it the other night and um because i've been a bit similar to you i'm I, I like shooting games but I, I am feeling a bit fatigued by them I think there's loads coming out this, that already you know you've got this you've got Titanfall 2 you've obviously got the Call of Duty which is a, a yearly staple so uh, but this at least I'm thinking I, I've been wanting like a game set in World War 2 with these current graphics, do you know what I mean? It's it's like they you couldn't you you, you know you couldn't move for fucking World War Two games when the three sixty and PS three were going. Um and then it seemed to dry up and then people got bored of those and then it's like future games, you know, and future shooters and all that sort of stuff. And now I'm a bit done with them. So when they announced Battlefield one, they said oh it's gonna be World War One and thinking, Great, you know, it's gonna be stripped back, it's gonna be, you know, what, what I wanted. So I had a few games on the beta the other night and it's it's a lot of fun. I have to say, it kind of if you played Star Wars Battlefront, it's a World War One skin of that. If that makes sense.
1: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it great graphics and it looks amazing. Um, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is just this this is like Battlefront, but without star wars in and it's just like a world war one version of that kind of thing it's nothing it doesn't do anything new that you've never played before if you've played a battlefield game before but um you know it was cool like there, there was um you can jump in the tanks. You know the tank from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, um, t- towards the end where he's cha- you know his uh, his dad's in the tank yeah. and he's having that chase and he's on the horse and everything. You know there's those type of tanks rolling around, uh, and you know you can get six people in them and you can have like a little gun at each side. Uh, and then there's like I was flying it in a biplane and I wasn't piloting it, but somebody else was piloting it. And there's a turret at the front and there's a turret at the back. And if if you're on your own like somebody else piloting it you can move from the front to the back turret. And it actually does the animation of you getting up out of the plane, climbing over the pilot <laughs> to get to the turret at the back or the front. And it's very cool. I like that. Um, it's um, it's good. It's really good. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking already, I had a few games of it last night. I'm thinking, I played Star Wars Battlefront for a while and then just didn't bother playing it for a bit. you know. And I'm not going to shell out 40 quid for a fucking season pass. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking... Uh, it's like, I've had my fill of it. Am I really going to be that interested in it, you know, when it comes out? So, uh, yeah. I think it I've... is it's, It is good, though. If you, I mean, it is a good game from what I've played so far. So, mm. you know. Yeah, I
1: think i would be the same. I played so... um, Star Wars Battlefront. I had a good time with it, but, yeah, I just got fed up with it quite quickly, really, and then just traded it in. So I feel that if I got this the same would happen so you know why bother really mm.
0: Mm. you always feel like you're losing you're not getting the full content as well because then they, we've talked about this many times before but they uh the fact that you know they are selling you a 40 pound season pass that's then going to have stuff that's going to come out later on new modes yeah you know and and all that sort of shit you think you know it's like they could cut it from the main game but that's just the way that they get i suppose they make their money on games these days you know they they do cost a lot of money to develop so they have to get their money back somehow but it just that's always in the back of my mind so
1: i always feel as well with games like this that if you're not in it from the beginning and you come in yeah even even like a few days later people have played it to death and know the maps inside out and you're just like cannon fodder for them which then puts me off getting it, you know, even further down the line, because they just know it like the back of the hand, and you're jumping in as this noob, and you're going, I don't know what's around the corner, <laughs> and they yeah. do, and they know you, you know, it's all, you know, they know all the spawning points and the best weapons and all the little glitches, and it's just no, I mean, that is one of the good things about games with, you know, a good single player mode to it. You can just go through it. You can, you know, you can jump into it a year after it's been released and it, you know, it's going to be the same as it was well more than likely with like the witcher 3 and so on it's just been improved even more um, oh, God, yeah. whereas with the likes of this you're just going to get your ass handed to you on the plate if if you don't keep up with it and keep up with it regular as well so yeah. that, that's what really puts me off games like this
0: yeah are there any games that are coming out this year that you're looking forward to you can't wait for
1: Oh, bloody hell, that's a good question. Um, You know what, the very fact that I've got to think about it means no, really. The last one that I was really looking forward to is out, and that was No Man's Sky. There's Mm. nothing, no, there's nothing on my radar as as far as, and I know we're getting close to that silly season again, but no, there's nothing. I'm quite happy, even if I didn't buy any other games this year with what I've got would be more than enough to keep me going for the rest of the year
0: yeah i think there's a couple for me there's mafia three which i'm looking Mm. forward to yeah um two was great wasn't it i love two. yeah um i've always said this uh, best collectibles ever you know the old um (laughs) penthouse centerfolds fucking amazing i love oh that was the best collectible ever i hope they have something like that in this one um and the soundtrack looks really good uh, with this one, I think, being set in the 60s, uh, maybe 70s. But um... And then the other one, mainly because I'm intrigued to see what it's all about, will be The Last Guardian, which comes out at the end of October. Because that's one, it's been in development for, well, since the PS3 was announced or, you know, was released. So, uh, it, you know, it's been a long time coming. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: See, I've got no interest in that. And I know I'll mm-hmm. probably take some shit for it, but I didn't like... oh. I didn't like Ico.
0: Mm. There's Ico and, last, and the, the Shadow of the Colossus, wasn't Yeah,
1: the? I didn't like that either. But, you know, I got them both and tried them, but they just didn't click with me at all.
0: I don't know if they're games of their time, because Ico I had on the PS2 and really liked it. Um, I haven't gone back to it since, so I've only ever played it once. But I can imagine that if I did go back to it, the controls and the camera would fucking oh, annoy yeah. me, because yeah. that's what I've heard. I tried Shadow of the Colossus uh, a year or two, Two ago, uh, so, so it's obviously been out for a while. And I i mean, the whole th- hook with that game is that it's basically what 12 or 13 boss fights because you're going around jumping on these big beasts and trying to take them down. um But I didn't get on with it, I just didn't get on with it at all. And I, I, so, you know, don't feel alone in your people are going <laughs> to give you shit because that's one of the most beloved games around, Do you know. What it you know, but it didn't. Yeah, didn't click with me. I must admit. But I'm just intrigued because it's been teased and it's finally here. So, yeah. You know, Shen, Shenmue Three, if that ever sees the light of day, you, you know, which that that'll be the the other one. You know, it, it probably end up being a load of bollocks. But yeah, it's uh, and Dead Rising Four comes out, and that Dead Rising Three was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, especially in co-op. So that's good.
1: Yeah, I would fancy Dead Rising Four. I'd look at that. That uh, did sort of pique my interest a little bit. Yeah. can't be, I'm still, I'm one of those I love a bloody good zombie zombie game.
0: Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I, the people shit on them but I actually still quite like them as yeah, well so. Yeah. Me too. And that was that was just mental fun, you know, you just plug putting all your weapons together and mashing up shit, you know, like a chainsaw and a I don't know, a fucking you know, baseball or something and it's <laughs> you know, it's just weird random stuff and you are mashing zombies together and cuz they've they've got their um uh dead rising one and two pack hd remaster whatever coming out later on this month as well so they might be worth looking at yeah
1: yeah what's the, what's the one that was um at e3 that's coming on ps4 where all the zombies running after him what was that called
0: Ooh. oh that was the one where you sort of like a biker a
1: biker yeah yeah that one really got me interested Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) that's that's on my to buy list definitely. Whenever that comes out,
0: yeah. Um, But there, that's about it. That's for games. I mean, I've obviously played loads of other shits, but. Yeah, it's I can't really think too much about it because, like I said, it's been that long. Um, I'm playing Dark Souls three at the moment, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but then uh, people would expect that I think because I do love those games. Uh, but I know people get bored when they other people talk about them because so I'm not going to talk about that too much. But it's great. Uh, just Cause Three, I whacked on for about an hour the other night. Um, yeah, that's good fun. It's just stupid fun. You are blowing the shit out of shit, um, blowing the shit out of shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be good. Um, but it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 a game that I don't, you know, you don't take seriously. You're just yeah. flying around with your wigsuit, your grappling hook, uh, and you're just blowing stuff up. You know, um, tethering things together like barrels to against cars to to blow them up or whatever. Do you play Just Cause Three?
1: Yeah, I got it. Um, not too long after it, it was released really. But it was really buggy. It was buggy as fuck when it came out. So mm. that was one that I traded in pretty quickly, knowing that I'll pick it up again in the future when it's really cheap. And they've yeah. iron, you know, they've ironed out the bugs by then as well too.
0: Yeah, I'm playing it on PC. I've had no issues with it so far, so but I did hear that it was a bit buggy. Yeah, so. it
1: was. Yeah, definitely. PS four version was a bit of a mess on launch. Um, Mm. Well, I've got, I'll fly through some video games before we get to the movies. Um, Going back to American Football, mentioned Madden 17, uh, been talking about it on Twitter as well. It's the best version for a long, long time. Uh, Even though I really love, and it's not in it again, fucking when will EA ever put like head coach mode back into Madden? Uh, Because I always go back to a game called Head Coach on the Spectrum is one of my all-time favorite American football games. I'm the type of American football gamer that likes to sit with a drink. I want to be the coach. I want to, right, we're going to do this play. I click on it. I sit back and watch it happen. Whereas, you know, obviously with Madden, you're controlling the players and all of this. But one of the great things that they've done in this version of it is they've got something in it um, called Moments Mode. So what it will do is the ai will take control of both teams it'll fly through it'll show you on screen what's happening it'll show you uh, like above the pitch uh and these lines moving the balls moving balls moving then when it comes to like high pressure moments you know it's getting close to score if it's on defense you have got to stop them from scoring um then you've got the option if you can take control and you can fly through a game in you know like 15 to 20 minutes tops that way and just play the really memorable bits if you want and that's in franchise mode so i'm really loving that i've never been one for ultimate team but i've dipped into this unlike in the way that it's doing um, the draft mode that they've got now i really love everything about it they've they've polished it up and they've made it so much more accessible as well uh, because even though i'm really well clued up on the nfl with all the button presses, and you've got to do this and doing that. And I'm playing this, and I know people will probably scoff, but I'm playing it just on pro mode. So it does give you on-screen button prompts as well, because there's all different ways you can catch the ball and pass it and all of this. So it gives you the Mm. prompts, and you've got to be quick about it. It, By a long, long way, this is my favourite Madden. So, yeah, Madden 17. Sticking, God good few American football references in this episode. You can tell the season's starting, can't you? The the, the NFL is ramping up. Um, Yeah. Pro Strategy Football 15. And this is a mobile game on Android, uh, on iOS. It's also on Steam, I think, as well. Version 2016 is out any day now. Um, Now, what's interesting about this is not only that I'm going to be talking to the, the, the developer of it in a few weeks and having a show with him. Ooh. Uh, but it's it's like I mentioned about head coach on the spectrum it's that type of game now I recommended it to one of our um, Twitter followers Welsh Benno you know H don't you Howard uh, yeah he picked it up and he's having a great time with it too and it's one of those where you pick the plays uh, and for a mo it's, it's a perfect mobile game he, uh, you know you're on the bus you're on the train having a poo Whatever you want to do, um, <laughs> what well, on the train? You're on the bus. You're having a the yeah. There's a double whammy. You're having a poo on the train, playing this. It doesn't get life. Doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Um, but the the options that you've got within it, and the way that you can change the plays, you can pick a play, you can change the the uh, who's you going to be your prime receiver, the, the the runs that they're going to do, the routes that they're going to make. It's really in depth, and I've read um, the changes that that's going to be made for the 2016 version. Uh, I'm very excited about it. You go through all the draft and all of this. So I would recommend Pro Strategy Football. Uh, hang on for the 2016 version. Like I say, it's due out any time now. Um, and again, yeah, if you like your NFL, it's it's a definite buy. Um, what else have I got? I've got three more. Here you go. How about a little Ooh. bit of PC gaming? Ooh. Ooh! Even though I'm on a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, being on an iMac it does sort of limit me a little bit to you know the full-on PC brigade. But I've put quite a bit of time over the last few months into Plague Inc. Evolved that I picked up on uh, on Steam in the sale. Oh my God, it is so good! Strategy game. You're given a map of the world. Um, you pick where you want this particular plague to begin, what country, and then it's up to you to control the traits of the plague, how it transmits, um, uh, the what, how it can be affected or not affected by medicine, how it can infect like different animals across the world and be transmitted, how it can travel through air and water. And the AI is playing uh, the role of quite literally the rest of the world and trying to stop your plague from infecting everybody. And the whole point of it is you've, you've just got to kill everybody in the entire world. Uh, and, it, you know. and it's one of those that I just love sitting with, with like a drink, get a cup of tea, sit here, right, I'm going to pick. And there's all different plagues. And each plague has got all these different attributes to it, which really does affect the strategy that you've got to employ. Um, even down to what country do you start on as well can make a big difference. And then the way the, um, the different ways you can evolve it and that change from plague to plague as well. And it is so, it's so addictive, mate. And it's one of the, Oh, I nearly, I've got like, I killed like three quarters of a million people, but then they found a cure. So I'm going to start again. It is really, really good, mate. I'm loving it. Um, Oh, that sounds wicked. That Yeah. It's, it's taking up with people look on, um, on my steam account you'll find that that's whenever i do which isn't often to be honest i'll play anything on the, on the mac but whenever i do you'll find that nine times out of ten it's plaguing uh
0: evolved um it's it reminds me of um war games do you remember you remember the movie war games oh
1: god yeah yeah of course
0: uh global thermonuclear war let's play let, yeah us play a game do you, i mean it kind of reminds me of that that sounds cool
1: it is, yeah, it is like that. It's one of... And you can play it co-op. And I think there's online co-op. I haven't played it yet with my son. But we said, oh, we'll get online and play it in co-op together. And, that, and it keeps all your stats and everything. So, I think... I forget which how many different plagues I've successfully killed everybody. I think I've done like about six or seven. And I've still got quite a few. And there's a lot of um, user-generated scenarios as well. There's even stupid ones Um Oh God, I played one oh, a few weeks ago, which was to do with Donald Trump. And it was to do like, <laughs> and it was to do with like Donald Trump taking over the world and all of this. Um, but there's even one one of the official ones that they've got that you can um, download. Uh, I think it's yeah, it was for free as well. It was tied into the Planet of the Apes movies, and it's like this simian disease, and you've got to stop the, uh, you've got you've got to like try and make the apes take over the world. So there's all these really good scenarios and with all the the free stuff that you can download that's user generated it's you know absolute bargain really well worth oh, it
0: sounds mm. good uh
1: board game here you go we're going through everything now
0: oh before we do on that because i just talk about madden very quickly just, yes because uh, i heard them talking about that on a band of gamers podcast and they were loving it absolutely loving it uh joel and carl were saying that it's their best madden mm-hmm. and that they usually buy madden like uh joel was saying that every year he'll buy madden and play it for a few hours and go yeah that was good and then never play it again and it's <laughs> the same good. old the same old shit. That's whereas, been me, mate.
1: Honestly, that's been me the last few years.
0: Whereas this one, it seems to have re-energised it. The pre- presentation is fantastic. They're saying that uh, the you know a lot of the TV. Um, outlets that produce or put on the NFL, whatever, could learn a lot from this, the way it's presented. Um, they're saying that as well, they got rid of one of the commentators who was a bit bland and a bit dry, and they've brought in yeah. some new people, and they've recorded loads of new dialogue. Uh, and it's, it's not just talking about the plays and about the actual game itself. It's about, you know, like, say, uh, one of the teams he was talking about, they've moved into a new stadium. Yeah. So they're talking about that and the atmosphere and everything else. Just really... But paints a nice picture and it builds up the atmosphere of the actual game itself I mean I've got no fucking clue what to do in these games <laughs> um, I think I've said before the, i played one because uh, you get an easy thousand achievement points so I, I literally oh, just played
1: oh yeah yeah, I did that back in the day on the 360 played yeah. it for that
0: yeah. and uh, it was uh, the only play I ever tried was called Shotgun because I thought well, that sounds cool I don't know what it does <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Shotgun so I'll fucking do that yeah
1: it's a good passing play from the shotgun formation. You've got many plays you can do from the shotgun formation.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But this is the same. I did the same as them, mate. The last few ones, i played it for a few hours and gone, yeah, all right, and then ditched it, traded it in. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, I cannot remember the last time I played a Madden for so long as this. And like you said with the, the commentary today when I switched it on, and it's, it's one of those where I'll come in, I'll go, I'm, I'll just play one game. I'll go through franchise mode. And because they've got this moments mode in it now, it'll take 20 minutes. So in 20 minutes, I can play another game. Um, but I switched it on today and there was, uh, what did it say? Some sort of thing. Oh, there's, there's more commentary that you can download. And because you were saying about the new commentators that they've got, apparently whether this is true or not, I don't know, but this is what I read. The commentators that they've got now live quite close to the development studios. So they can nip in and out really easily and add stuff like you said, you know, with or teams moving into a new stadium, players are injured, such and such has happened. Come in, record a quick bit of audio, bung it up online, people download it straight away. And then before you know it, you're playing the game and then they're talking about something that happened in real life just like a couple of days ago.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So as far as like immersion goes, holy shit. Yeah, this like really you're, you're deep into it. But That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, all the, they've made it a lot more user friendly and sort of new player friendly as well. So again, you know, if you've got any sort of interest in American football and Madden, you've tried Madden it's, and you've been put off by it before, please try Seventeen because it is the best by a long, long time.
0: Hmm. I think um, FIFA could do with something like that. I know oh, they're doing this yeah. Be the Player, whatever story bollocks that they've got coming up um, this year. Uh, I don't don't know. Uh, They could do so much more, I think, with FIFA. And it's all these small, incremental things that never seem to, you you know, do much to the game. I'm not a massive FIFA player, I must admit. Um, And I'll play them, you know, like... And they're they're okay and everything, but uh, the the last two Pro Evo games have been spot on. I think they've been really good, whereas FIFA just seems to be going through the motions.
1: Yeah, I'm usually... um usually two years behind on fifa you know when you can pick it up for a fiver yeah and because i'm not too asked about the online mode of it i'll just play through the single player i like the career mode in it where you just make you as a player and you go through that i like that um i did pick up 16 though it was on sale i think i picked it up for like about 15 quid but I've i've hardly touched it you know if i'm going to play a sports game now i think madden's got me now and i'm not going to bother with fifa at all yeah i'll just stick with that Mm-hmm. Um, two to go, board game like I said uh, re- well I say board game it's a card game, this was recommended to me like a lot have been um, by Darren, Uncle Fister on the Midlife Gamer Podcast um, he's to blame for quite a few of my purchases lately, the twat uh, <laughs> as as he is to blame for a lot of people's purchases through listening to the podcast, a lot have been listening to his, uh, his, his board game addiction that he's going through at the moment uh, and this is one of quite a few that I've bought on his recommendation, and it's called Timeline, and they come in. I'm looking at them now. I've got I've got four different tins, and you can pick them up for like about ten or each if you look around in the right places. Um, and in each one, it's a, it's a, I mean even the presentation, the lovely little tins. You know they're like about four inch square tins, and inside I think you get like a hundred and ten cards. Now they're not the size of playing cards. They're probably Half the size of a normal playing card. And each tin, I'm just going to... Excuse me. I'm just going to wheel back and see... Oh, God. As he gets his headphone lead mixed up. The last one that I got... <laughs> the last one that I got is called Science and Discoveries. And I've got music and cinema. And I've got general interest. Um, there's loads of different subjects that you can get. It takes literally a minute to learn. Right. But... Oh, my God, as far as fun to play, it is brilliant. So take, for example, um, we got the first one that I got was uh, movies and music. 110 cards, all to do with that. So me and Tina sat outside. All you do is double-sided cards. One side will have a picture and a name on it. So it could say uh, Back to the Future. Okay, mm. and one, and another one could say picture of Lionel Richie and it'll say all night long so what you do is you mix all the cards up um, you deal five each and then you put one in the middle and then you leave the rest in a little pile the aim of the game is to get rid of all your five cards so say for example the first card that's in the middle is and you turn it over it's ju- it'll say jaws on one side and a picture of say the shark so you'll turn it over and it'll go jaws i think it was 19 oh, 6 6 6 i think 5 or 6 okay. uh, this is what makes it interesting already because we're unsure <laughs> of the year you know what i mean so then you look at your five Seven yeah oh, you yeah. look you look yeah. at your five cards now they're face down so all you can see are the pictures and the names You don't see what year they were. So you could have within this um, music and um, movie one, you know, you could have like Back to the Future, say, and a song title and the the Beatles album. So if you think it was earlier than, let's say, 76, you put it to the left. If you think it was later, you put it to the right. Okay. If you turn it over and you're right, that's it. It goes to the next player. If you're wrong, you pick another card from the deck. And so it continues, so the the longer the timeline gets in the middle of the, of your table that you're playing, the harder it is and the tactics comes into it because you can see the other players' cards, and you can think, oh, that's a tricky one i can i can if there's a big gap between two different cards, one might be it's nineteen eighty and the next one's nineteen ninety five if you've got a card that you know that's in the middle like 1990 for example and make the gap in between the years in between less so it makes it more difficult for that player it's it's, it's so addictive once you start. And because you've got all these like expansion packs and because we've got all the you know the science ones and all of this, you can make it even more difficult because you can mix them all together. So you don't know what you're going to get. You could get general knowledge. You could get science. You could get a movie one. You could get a music one. You could get whatever. And it really makes you think bad because it's so easy to play, but there's tactics involved in that. Uh, but then it gets you talking. You're talking between yourselves and going, I didn't know that was that year. There's even, oh, I'm trying to think we played one. And there was stuff dating back to, I think it was, oh my God, I think it was like 5,000 BC. So you've got a timeline going from minus 5,000 BC up wow. to like, up to like 2016. Uh, and it, this timeline keeps getting longer and longer and you're going, fuck, you've got one card left. And for the life of you, you keep, you you can't work out where it's going because the gaps in the timeline are getting smaller and smaller. Um so, yeah, we've only played it two-player up to now, had a whale of a time every time we played it. I'd love to play it with, like, you know, three, four, five players. But, and you can also, because we've played it a couple of times, say you and K came across, and we're going to play it, and you'll have the whole thing of, well, well, you've played it before, and you know this year and this year. So you can make it more difficult for, say, me and Tina have played it a few times. We start with seven or eight cards, and you and K mm-hmm. would have five each, and that's how you get the advantage, you know. So, you know, it keeps it fair, but I would highly recommend Timeline. Easy to play, uh, easy to learn, and it's great. You have some good, good chat and some good laughs while you're playing it. And all the expansion packs, like I say, for more or less a tenner each, and there's a good selection of them, is uh, well recommended.
0: Sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. I must admit, the there's a lot of people on... Uh, who I know on Twitter, like, you know, Gary from Game Burst and Chris O'Regan and Justin from uh, Last Save Loaded, they all play board games and they play video games as well. But it, I don't know, it seems as if... I don't know, they have more fun playing board games, but... Mm. There's just something a bit more about them than just sitting in front of a console with a controller. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I would like to try them. I'm, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I was talking about this funnily enough at work today. It's like, you know, I, I want Lucy, my daughter, to uh, like play video games. And I've got a, she's got a little DS, you know, which I had for years. So I've given her that, you know, just tat around with and mess about and play games. And I'm trying to get her into it. But then we, we sit down as a family and we'll play board games together. And I mean, granted, they are her board games, you know. And, and, but they're, they're good fun. And there's something I think that you can't beat about actually sitting down as a family or sitting down with friends and, and playing a game like that yeah. together and having a laugh and it just reminds me of like the old couch co-op games or the old competitive co-op games you play with your friend like if you, when we play trackmania turbo and you're there and you're <laughs> taking the piss yeah and you're having fun and you know and it's it's that kind of i think board games are massive at the moment aren't they, they? Are. there seems to be yeah. so many people talking about them
1: yeah like i say with, with you know with darren from um midlife gamer he initially, his inroad into board games was he wanted to find games that was single player, just games that he could sit and play by himself. But then it's evolved and, you know, he's, he's gaming with other people. So because it's mostly, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, it's me and Tina that are playing them. So I've been concentrating on stuff that's, that works best with two players. Then uh, we've got quite a few and no doubt i will be bringing some more up in the future. Uh, but this is one where it's, you know, it's ideal with two players, but if you've got three, four or more it's yeah by timeline get what you're interested in first um you know like you know if you like your movies and your music get that and then get the general interest and and so on and so forth um i even got a star wars one that you can't mix in with the other packs um but it goes through all the star wars movies and all it's got is picture on one side and an event oh here you go i'll just give you one example quickly moving gingerly backwards again there you go i've got it um So, like I said, and this is a lovely tin again, so the first card that's on the top is um, Princess Leia's Starship is under attack, right? So that could be the first card that you lay in the middle. Now, of course, this hasn't got years in it. This is numbered, so they've gone through all the Star Wars films, put them in chronological order through scenes, and numbered them. So this is number 423, right? Princess Leia's starship is under attack. So say one of the cards you've got to pick is uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, first appearance on screen. Does that happen before or after Princess Leia's starship is under attack?
0: Oh, okay, I get it, yeah.
1: And this would be difficult, actually, because it is. It's after, but not long after. It's after, yeah, yeah. This is number 426, so it happens quite close together. So with this pack you've got to go through the whole Star Wars movies and know what's going on. Um, But the other ones, you can mix and match because they go through actual years. So, yeah, it's good. Very, very good. Sounds awesome. Mm. Mm. My final video game, and I've saved the best till last, mate, is Mobile Gaming. Um, Have have you ever heard of 2048?
0: No, I don't think I have.
1: Right, I've been playing it for a while. It's uh, a 4x4 grid of which you you start with like a number number two and you slide the numbers along you've got to match two numbers together so you've got to match two number twos together which will make number four two fours together which make eight and so on and so forth and you've got to keep sliding them around to build as high a score as you can now i've been playing this for a while as have a lot of people because it's quite popular but then i discovered 2048 3d Now, there's a few different versions of this. and I've been playing it on Android, and it does work best on a tablet. The more screen size you've got, the better. If you're going to look for it, I do encourage you to do so. Look for 2048 3D by Skunk Trading that's on the Google Play Store. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives you a 3x3 cube. It looks like a Rubik's Cube, and it's in 3D space. Uh, and you can manipulate the, the cube. You can twist it, you know, in, in all different directions and look at all six sides of it. So again, it works like 2048 does for anybody that, that's familiar with a regular game. You'll start with like a number two, you've got to match the twos to the fours. But unlike a Rubik's Cube, where you're twisting, you know, like one side at a time, the the squares stay in the same 3D space. You're sort of sliding the numbers along those different, bits on the cube now if you if you're familiar with 2048 the first half an hour you're going to play this your mind will be frazzled because it it takes a bit of adjusting to move it within 3d space and on this cube but once it clicks it is the most addictive game ever it really is okay oh it's one of those that you go to oh, i'm just gonna have a quick go of this um yeah i'm watching something on the telly but i don't need to pay that much attention to it so i'll just flick this on and have a quick go while i'm playing it um, again ideal toilet game so on so forth <laughs> highly highly recommended um if if you do get it or you have got it and you want to beat high scores my high score is 19548 which i thought was quite impressive okay. yeah. until a mate of mine i said to him today because he's addicted to it I said, what's, what's your high score now because his was i think 23000 he scored and here's what if any if any listeners right get this game and beat this score please tweet me a picture because his high score at the moment is 86000 and change shit <laughs> But I, that's that is my gaming recommendation of this episode, mate. Twenty forty eight three nice. D, but get the one that's by Skunk Trading.
0: Okay, well I've just I typed that into Google just as I was, uh, you know, you talking about it, and there is a well, there's a browser version Isn't which that... I was just yeah, I was just looking at it. So um, yeah, I, I didn't the... know, I haven't got a clue what the fuck I was doing. Oh, <laughs> was just it just take a while, around.
1: it just take a while to get your head around it, especially if you haven't played like the vanilla version of it. Um... But it's weird that the one on Google Play, it's only got like a rating of 3.7 and it deserves like way higher than that. Way higher.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: So that's it, yeah. That's my video games done with my uh, with my recommendation of this episode. Ooh, lovely. Movies then, mate. I guess that leaves us with movies to finish off.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I, I just uh, very briefly, because I'll, I'll direct people again to the website because it's amazing. Um, but I watched Jason Bourne at the cinema. Mm. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was good to see Matt Damon back playing, in, uh, obviously Jason Bourne. Uh, Paul Greengrass behind the camera. Um, it started to feel a little bit familiar now. He's he's still remembering shit, uh, you know, and it's kind of got retreading old ground. But it was good. It was very entertaining. Uh, you just kind of worry where the series is going to go if they're going to do any more. I'd like them to do more, but you know maybe. Um, It's, I don't know, I just worry it's going to get a bit stale. But check out a more thorough review uh, on the website. Definitely. Which is good. Uh, the, the movies for juniors, which um, I like writing the reviews for that because I think that there's a there's a nice audience to cater for there because we do tend to do a lot of niche films and cult films and stuff like that. So it's it's nice to know that if there's stuff going on, It, it either coming out on DVD or Blu-ray mm. uh, or it's at the cinema, at the Cineworld for the movies for juniors. Uh, I watched Ratchet and Clank. Um, didn't think it was that good, even though Stallone's in it. Uh, <sighs> it well. It, his voices, anyway. <laughs> uh, and it's a great game as well, though, isn't it? Which is it's fun. a fantastic game. I absolutely love it. It's in my top ten games of this year. But the film just felt, I don't know, it, it flew by. I mean, it's 90 minutes long, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem to have any heart or soul to it. Um, just, yeah, just very meh, to be honest with you, which is a shame. Uh, but, again, there's a review on the website of that. But then the, the other film, which I, we, we all... All went to go as a family to watch these films which which we really enjoyed. Uh it has recently just come out on Blu-ray. Is uh, Zootropolis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely thought that loved that. Thought it was brilliant. Very funny, very touching, uh exciting, a little bit scary. Um and the way like I said, my rating system is sort of based around um well i kind of rate it like so is it funny it, you know is this is it scary uh is it exciting uh how many fidgets does my daughter tend to have you know <laughs> uh is she constantly going up for a piss uh is she prating about you know so and uh, we all that we thought it was great um and that's the thing that those movies like disney pixar seem to do really well that you know they they're basically cg characters but they bring them to life you know and they they the voices the voice acting is the voice acting's really good uh and and you know they they're really touching you know you actually care for these well it's a fucking rabbit at the end of the day and a fox <laughs> you know you've seen this haven't you i think you loved oh, it oh
1: loved it mate absolutely loved it yeah again it's one of those um, animated movies that kids will love but adults get loads out of it too
0: yeah it's, it's it was really really good um and the most recent film that i've watched i guess for review um it's a bit of, it, it's we get sent all sorts of stuff don't we you know yeah. we get sort of sent uh, anything and everything so there's a lot of stuff that i've never heard of but uh, i i'm always happy to watch because it's i'm always happy to watch new stuff but this was a black and white film set in 1960s london and it's got it features jazz very heavily now i'm not a massive jazz fan i just mainly because i don't listen to it to be quite honest with you it just doesn't interest me particularly i appreciate it but it's just not for me um so then when i thought oh fucking hell i'm gonna have to watch this film and <laughs> what's it gonna be like but actually really enjoyed it um patrick McGuinn's in it and he's fantastic um he's in another great black and white film and it's got a great cast uh, stanley is it stanley ba- baxter, baxter or baker
1: stanley baxter yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think it's got him. i have to check. Uh, a, a young Sean Connery in one of his earlier roles before he became James Bond um, and Patrick McGowan. And it's called Hell Drivers. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of that one. Um, it's got a, a young David McCallum in it as well. Ooh. It's uh, it's well worth watching. I remember watching it once. I had to just catch it on TV on BBC Two of all places. and um, loved it. Um, but anyway, this is called All Night Long and um it, when i was watching it i was thinking oh god this plot's really um sort of dense and you know you've got uh, it's all about this black jazz singer and his wife who's white and there's a bit of chat about there about prejudice and stuff like that and um then there's there's this uh, drummer who Patrick McGowan plays and he uh, wants to get her out of retirement because he's in a lot of debt and he's made deals with other people. Then you've got uh, another guy who's in it who's the best friend of the black uh, jazz guy and then Patrick McGowan sowing all these different seeds and planting all these seeds in people's heads to get them to turn against each other. I thinking, fucking, hell, this is like you know Shakespearean almost. You know. And then when I did a bit of research, found out actually it's based on Othello. Um, <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Really enjoyed it. Um, I love watching black and white films when I do get the chance to watch them. Don't do it very often. I must admit, but when I do, um, I just there's I, I something about watching a black and white film. I think it's. Uh, it just helps you make makes you appreciate movies you know because you see all these fucking huge blockbusters that have you know got 100 million 200 million budgets and everything else and it's just nice to watch a this the, the film was set in one night in one location and then you got all this great music that was playing and it helped to move things along you know the plot was it just seemed to make the film buzz if that's the right word you know with the music um so it's great really liked it so that's on the website um But then the other film, which I don't know if to save it to last, um, let you talk about some of your stuff. Go on. I'll talk about it at the end because I know you want to hear about it because I watched it for the first time last night.
1: Oh, I think I know. Yeah, we've got to save that to last, mate, because I know we're going to say, yeah, we've got to save that to last. Okay. Um, right, I'll fly through a few movies before getting to my inevitable uh, documentary watching because I've got some good recommendations. Oh, I love there. them, don't you? Yeah. I tell you what, mate, I, I've always loved documentaries. Always loved them. I've got some crackers for people to watch. Um, but before then, movie wise, um, Son of Saul, twenty fifteen, written and directed by, and I'm going to absolutely butcher his name. <laughs> laszlo names nemes or what it's it's hungarian i, I think i think it's hungarian um okay it's a subtitled movie um it's it's a hard watch all i need to say it's set in 1944 in auschwitz Okay, it's it's Oof. it's not pleasant. It's not comedy then. It's not a comedy. <laughs> no. If you want a good, if you want to laugh and so on, avoid this film. If if you want to watch a movie that is is going to lock you to the screen, um, will will make you feel a little bit good at times, but will more than likely traumatise you lots. Uh, a film which is superbly directed. And I'll just go into that a little bit. Uh, a film which has an amazing uh, the, the the sound direction in it, the sound just draws you in and the way that it's filmed and it's all very shallow depth of field um, it follows, I mean the film's called Son of Saul, it follows a guy called Saul who's in Auschwitz um, and a load of people are brought in taken to the gas chamber, this little kid survives, His, he's uh, one of this team that brings the bodies out um, and just basically sort of sweeps them up and puts them out for burning and all this. Absolutely horrendous. Jesus. But because it's filmed, um, it's. Now, I went to the cinema and watched uh, The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Mm. Didn't like it. I really didn't like it because I didn't like the way it was filmed. It was, To me, it was like a two-hour close-up of Leo's and Tom's nostril hair. It got in too close. <laughs> I really didn't... I, I didn't like it at all. Tina loved it. I didn't like it. This is filmed quite similar, nearly the whole movie. It's filmed over the shoulder of Saul all the way through. Now, because it's got such a shallow depth of field, you see whatever's close to him, but whatever's in the distance is always out of focus. And it's the stuff you know what's happening, it's enough in focus that you know what's going on. And there's scenes where there's literally piles of dead, naked bodies that are then being burnt and put into ditches and all of this. Um, the sound when they put them into the gas chambers—I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about it. The sound of the screams and the clawing on the doors—it's—it's—it's it's, oh, it's horrific. It's—it's it's like the worst horror film you've ever seen. But even more, knowing you know that this really happened. Um, but because then Saul goes in and he finds this little kid that somehow hasn't been gassed. He's still—he's barely alive. Um, but unfortunately, then they come out. And he gets killed. The Nazis come in and they see that he's alive and they suffocate him and you're going, for fuck's sake, this is just like heartbreaking. But then Saul takes it upon himself that he he wants this kid buried. He doesn't want him burnt with all the rest of the people. He makes it his mission to have this kid buried. And that's the crux of the whole story of what he has to go through and the deals he has to make with other people within there. It's, it is amazing. We were locked to the screen with what was going on. And again, it's a it's a very, very difficult watch. And we did have to put a comedy on afterwards to cheer us. We thought we can't go to bed after watching this. <laughs> we'll just yeah. be like having nightmares. But as a whole, um, as an experience and, and the way that films can just like, you know, really emotionally affect you in many ways with the visuals and the sound, that I would put this as, as a must-watch for people. It was really, and again, but you've got to put up with it. You know, it was subtitled, and we did watch a version that was maybe not quite. You know, um, it, was, it was a little bit dodgy. So the subtitles, dodge. bit dodge. So the subtitles that we got were a little bit sort of broken English at times, but you could still follow what was going on. And even with that, this this again is a must-buy for me. I'll I'll be picking it up and buying it um, on Blu-ray so wow. highly recommend it but just be just be warned it's it's a tough watch
0: yeah wow it sounds uh <laughs> yeah uh that sounds a tough one um just as a from my rec- recommendation is a, a world war Two film which is a bit lighter but very very good um i'm not sure that many people have watched it but um by paul Verhoeven, uh black book have you seen that one?
1: Oh god yeah a while ago though yeah uh
0: really good film um, set in World War Two, bit of a spy flick um, and it's got the woman who plays the witch in the latest ga- in the Game of Thrones movies um, so people might watch it for that reason alone so but yeah anyway oh that sounds cool I'll, I will check that one out but yeah. well I probably won't watch it with Kay <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't recommend you do that, mate, no. <laughs> um, one that you might be able to, well, a couple actually, uh, I'll blast through these really quickly. 2015, Eye in the Sky. Um, I watched it because Helen Mirren's in it and she's on my OAP hot list. Um, mm. Yeah, it, can't beat a bit of Helen. Um, all I'm going to say about this, I, again, recommended. Uh, and this, this is a movie that is really tense and when you think there's a scene in it, and if I say, you would never think of, there was a movie out there where a little girl selling bread rolls, homemade bread rolls, would have you gripping the sides of your seat, going, oh, shit, shit. That's all I'm going to say about really? it. Really? Yeah. But I do recommend Eye in the Sky 2015. It's a really good movie. Um, another one I'd recommend, it's a little bit more sort of bubblegum, a little bit more sort of throwaway. But again, it was enjoyable. Um, is Money Monster from 2016, uh, starring mm. George Clooney, Julia Roberts, directed by Jodie Foster, tells the story. George Clooney is uh, is this guy on TV, and he gives it um, all facts and figures and information. and Do they buy this on the stock market, buy these shares, do this and that and the other. Uh, he gives a little bit of bad information, uh, and a guy who loses some money. Breaks into the TV studio, holds him at gunpoint, while Julia Roberts, who's the director of the show, um, is forced to broadcast this to America as it's going on. And again, it is, you know, it's a little bit silly at times, but at no point was I ever bored with it. And it, if, you know, if it's one of them, if you've got, just looking at the running time, it's, it's an hour thirty-eight. So if you've got, you know, an hour and a half to spare and you want something that you know it's gonna be good, it's not nothing too serious, nothing too nothing too amazing. But recommended, yeah, money monsters want to go for.
0: It's good. It's a, a fairly, I'll well, say, short film. It's, well, a few years ago, it would have been a regular sized film, wouldn't it? Or, or length yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Because it, uh, Films these days, like two, two, hour, two and a half hours long, you know, it's. So that just seems to be the standard, doesn't it, these days? Especially fucking comic book films. You, you know, <laughs> the latest, oh. what is it, Superman versus Batman uh, was. Nearly well, the latest version is about three hours long. You got Suicide Squad, which is two and a half hours long. You know, uh, Civil War was two and a half hours long. They're yeah. just they're too long. They're too long, aren't they? I've, I think anyway.
1: Yeah, over oh, the days because everything used to be like ninety minutes, didn't it? That was it. Yeah, or there thereabouts. Yeah. Um, another one, a really good <laughs> uh, shark movie. Unfairly compared to Jaws because it's got a shark, and anything with a shark is usually compared to Jaws. Uh, the Shallows. From this year. Ooh. Yeah, Blake yeah. Lively in it. Really, really good. Far better th- th- than I was expecting. Uh, she plays, uh, she's a surfer, goes to this island, goes out surfing gets attacked by a shark is stranded on a rock about 200 yards from the shore can't get back to shore things happen it's a battle of wits between her and the shark uh, as it always is it's got a very silly ending to it and i will forgive it the very silly ending because there is some genuine tension all the way through there are bits in it that will probably make you jump there are bits in it that will make you wince and and go, oh fucking hell, fucking hell, you know. And you, again, you're gripping the your seat a little bit. And even though the ending is really sort of silly over the top you you can't help but stop yourself cheering and going yes when it happens uh, <laughs> <laughs> so again uh if you get the chance to watch the shallows watch it forget jaws it's got nothing to do with Jaws. anything i'm so sick of anything with the shark Is always going oh, this is like the new jaws no it's not it's just a good film that happens to have a shark in it Ooh. um
0: I, I bet mate, she's really fit as well because she got Oh, uh,
1: mate! You see her sort of in a bikini and ooh, all sorts. <laughs> Yeah,
0: sorry. Yeah, that'll be the reason for why I'd want to watch it. Yeah. um she's I've sweating, sweating on the rock. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: and the thighs cut open, and she has to sew her thigh up. And thinking, yeah, I'd do that for you. I'd sew your thigh up.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting getting turned on by that.
1: That's it. I, I want to be the shark that bit your thigh. But <laughs> it is. It is.
0: <laughs> Nibbled it.
1: Nibble! Oh, dear, I'd more than nibble it. I'd bite higher up, you bitch. and that's. <laughs> 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 I'd make you bleed. I'd make you bleed. That's it. Oh, um, God. But yeah, again, it is well worth watching. Really, it's, it's really, it, it's, um, yeah, you go through all the emotions watching it. Fun, sort of terror, scared. Uh, everything it's, it's it's really good uh, you mentioned Zootropolis a really really good animated film mate Secret Life of Pets
0: ah ok I've heard a bit of mixed things about this one if I'm honest
1: I really enjoyed it. Again, story-wise, you're not going to be surprised. From the first 10 minutes, you can work out what's going to happen. You know how it's going to end. Um, It's not as clever as the likes of *Sutropolis* and all of those with a little, you know, laughs for the kids, laughs for the adults. But I had a great time watching it. It's just, it was just fun. Just good, stupid (laughs) fun and fine, you know... What you'd think would happen with pets when they're left at home, and then they go off for this adventure in the big bad world. So it was good. Mm.
0: I've, uh, uh, it's by the people who did Minions and uh, yeah. Despicable Me, isn't it? I've, oh, God, I, I fell asleep during Minions. I must admit, I didn't think it was was very good. Um, and I, we've we've tried to watch Despicable Me a few times, but when my daughter gets bored of it, I end up sort of like drifting off with from it as well. So yeah, it's. Uh, mm. yeah. I'll watch it when it's. Well, like I said, probably a movies for juniors, we'll, yeah. we'll go and watch it. So. Yeah, I think you'll
1: have a good time with it there. Yeah. yeah. Um, an animated film that is purely for adults that I did not like whatsoever is Sausage Party.
0: Yeah, this is oh. Seth Rogen, isn't it?
1: Now, the thing is, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen and this, it, mm. to me, was just like a one-trick pony that oh, look, it's talking things from a supermarket. And, oh, look, it's a sausage making swearing uh, and making rude connotations to a bun. So you've got a a hot dog sausage going, I'm going to fucking enter you, you bun. And, you know, it's, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, (laughs) But when it's happening for, you know, the 20th time in various different combinations, oh, it's a different sausage saying it to the same bun or the same bum with a different sausage, and so and so. It's like, yeah, I've heard that, but said a different way before. Yes, okay, so it's it's animated things that are swearing. Yeah, it was funny for a bit, but now it's carrying on. And I think it's because, with the writers of it, they just wrote it, they got stoned off the tits and wrote it. Um, and it's because they wrote, oh, fuck, super bad. Now this, and again, I'll probably... Okay will probably piss a lot of people off. I turned Superbad off halfway through for the very same reason. Now, I stuck to the end of Sausage Party, but my beef, um, no pun intended, sausages and so (laughs) on, is, is, is exactly the same with Superbad. It seems to rely just on swearing, which is all right. You know, I've got no, you know, I'm not like some PC guy that's going, well, it's not funny to swear. But when that seems to be the whole crux of where your laughs are, are going to come from, it just gets boring. And I got so bored mm. of it halfway through. It's like, I'll oh, just finish because, yeah, OK, it's, yeah, it's food swearing again. Oh, there's another reference to a sausage going into a bun or into something, some sort of sex joke. And it's just like, well, it's it's it was really to me a one trick pony that outstayed its welcome by a long, long time. It it could have been okay. it could have been a ten minute short for me, and that was it. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me that's an avoid. I'm going to blast through. I've got three documentaries. All of them really highly recommended. The first one, the Seven Five from 2014. It's based in the 1980s. It follows a New York cop called Michael Dowd. Holy fucking shit! What a bastard he was! It starts with him in court. Actual footage of him in court, of where the judge is asking him, um, "Did you sell drugs?" "Yes, I did." "Did Did you steal from crime scenes?" "Yes, I did." "Did you do Did you do that?" "Yes, I did." The corrupt. It, it shows the corruption of the New York police, especially this one cop in the 1980s. And the people that he got involved with it is absolutely shocking and riveting at the same time.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I remember reading a review of this one in empire. Uh, Cause I think they did a, a piece on it as well. They, um, you know, did a little feature and it did sound fucking awesome. Like it it's is. one of those, like we've said it before about documentaries. They're the more interesting, the movies a lot of the yeah. time because you- can't believe that they actually happened. Yeah, you know the I mean? stuff
1: he did, and the, and the going through it is like God. This guy had some balls. He had some some huge balls, and he made some big money. But ultimately, you know, he paid the price for it. But it is really good. again, it's an hour forty-four, um, so it's not you know it's not too long. But yeah, the these seven five from twenty fourteen is one. Another one that you need to watch a documentary from twenty fourteen called The Creep Behind the Camera. A uh, bit of a different documentary this. Um, it follows the story of uh, the making of a movie called. It's like a, a really Z grade sci-fi movie called *The Creeping Terror*, um, and its director, uh, Art Nelson. Slash, he went. He wanted to be called Vic Savage. That was like his screen name in it. And he was, for for want of a better term, he was an absolute cunt, mate. He was. He was. <laughs> he was awful. He. Uh, the women, including his wife, that he abused, he was even into pedophilia, he was oh, a, Jesus. Uh, he was a total narcissist and maniac, uh, and it tells the story of him making um, the creeping terror, but it does it in a way uh, mostly through um, reenactment. So it's got these actors acting out what happened at the time. And it's broken up occasionally with people, you know, sort of um, talking headshots of people that were there at the time. And then they go, oh, and well, then Art did this, and he went home and he beat his wife up, and then it'll cut to the reenactment of of all of it happening. Tina wasn't as engaged with it as I was. Um, she thought it went on a bit too long with the reenactment side, but I liked that it did that. It was a bit different for a documentary that it was mostly told as a movie with a few bits of talking heads uh but oh my god this guy was crazy and it will get you so worked up watching it and you're going mm. you absolute bastard <laughs> so the wow. creep the creeper behind the camera is another one i'd recommend finishing off with uh, a documentary from 2015 called dog fight d-a-w-g dog fight uh now, this, te- this tells the story of um, a guy called Dada 5000 and they're doing backyard uh, fist fighting in America. And Dada mm. 5000 is a protege of Kimbo Slice. Who made his name on YouTube to start with, doing backyard fighting, then went on into the MMA. Uh, I think it was earlier this year, actually, when Kimbo Slice died. Um, he died, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, these they've got these rings that are normally sixteen foot by sixteen foot, but they've made them smaller, the twelve foot by twelve foot. So there's hmm. no getting away from the guy that you're fighting. Uh, Holy shit! It doesn't it doesn't shy away from what happens when you're doing fist bare knuckle fighting with each other. Uh, there's there's quite a bit of blood going on. Those of a nervous disposition don't watch it uh, because it is it's it's brutal, mate. It's absolutely brutal, um, and it's really heartbreaking at times. I don't want to say too much because things happen in it, and you're going holy shit. These people are doing it to try and get off the streets. You know they've got no money they saw what happened with Kimbo Slice. If we do this, this is probably our only chance of what we we you know, of making money and getting in there and getting involved with the MMA. And it follows a few different people and what happens with their with their lives to Different endings with what goes on, Uh, and then it all ends with what happens with this Dada Five Thousand because he just wants to follow what Kimbo Slice did and end up fighting professionally with the MMA. Uh, It's a proper, it's a proper like man film, and it's got like so much testosterone in it. It's unbelievable. Mm.
0: Um, Is that on Netflix? Are all of these on Netflix? I
1: yeah, I think that the these three, the last three that I've talked about, I'm fairly sure all of them are on Netflix. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow, that one sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first one, well, all of them sound great. I mean, but definitely the first and this one mm-hmm. sounds wicked.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That that's uh, my that's my movie stuff, then, mate.
0: Ooh. Well, I thought it'd be nice in a, in a way to have a bit of a tribute to uh, Gene Wilder, who passed away earlier on this week. Um, yeah. Well, for me, growing up, I absolutely adored watching his films. Um, Blazing Saddles—I've lost count of how many times I've watched that film. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely love that film. Yeah, you know, one of my favorites of all time. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I Think yeah. he's absolutely fantastic in that. I still—I've got zero interest whatsoever in the Johnny Depp version. I have you oh, seen that one?
1: No, I've got no interest either, mate.
0: No. It's just I—I'd it, feel. Well, first of all, I think he looks absolutely fucking creepy as hell. Uh, You know, all the posters I saw of that. And just doesn't interest me. You know, to me, there's only – that's – you know, Gene Wilder is is Willy Wonka, you know. Yeah. Um, And that that film is really creepy. (laughs) I mean, if if people haven't watched it for a while, it's normally on TV. We were watching it the other week. Um, And his performance in it is just like – you know he's bizarre, he's funny, but he's really creepy as well, and he's he's quite nasty in it um, at times, like the bit where he shouts at Charlie at mm. the end. But then it's lovely, like that, you know, when he Charlie gives him the sweet back at the end, um, and he proves himself to him. And I think that you know it, it sums up his portrayal in films now, and, and his ca- character, like really funny. But also very heartfelt as well. Like, you know, there was more to him than just a, a comedian. Um, and then uh, Stir Crazy, one of my favourites. So I watched that so many times as a kid growing up.
1: I've, I think that's probably my favourite. The scene with him and Richard Pryor, where they go into the cell, and Richard Pryor's bigging him up. Right, you've got to be bad. To yeah. be bad. And they're there and they've got the swagger. Like, yeah. I'm bad, that's right, I'm bad. Yeah, they're going yeah. to the cell and they're trying to act so hard and they're quite obviously just complete pussies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then um, the bit where they're walking down into the prison and he's sort of like, yeah, and he's like he, 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 on the back of that prison guard oh. and he starts freaking out. I love yeah. that film. Absolutely love it. And, Mary and he's Jones. blacking
1: up. Gene Wilde is blacking up in the toilets in the train station.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's great. You know, And I always forget that that film is directed by Sidney Poitier. I don't know why that's important to me. It's not really, but it's just, you know, I never see him as a, as a director or such. But mm. um, anyway... And then probably another one of my favourites from 1989, a film I was probably about 13 when I watched it, and it just had everything for me. Comedy, swearing, um, tits, <laughs> uh, and it was See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Oh, God, yeah, another classic. Uh, Joan Severance in that is fucking amazing oh my god she's gorgeous um, but then you know and then the woman in red uh, with Kelly LeBrock another yeah. one of my sort of like uh, women that I, I idolised growing up you know from, from weird science and then that um, Funny About Love which I think is a really nice film um, now I must admit I, I know a lot of people say that it's great and I haven't seen it but um, the, uh, Silver Streak
1: Oh, God, yeah, that's brilliant. i
0: need to watch that then. Um, And The Producers, which I've watched, uh, and I think that's fantastic as well. Um, You know, and so, and and looking at his IMDb, I thought he'd been in so much more than I actually realised. He's he's, not, has he? He's only got 37 acting credits. Yeah. Which really surprised me, I must admit. um, Because I just thought, you know, he's been in so much stuff, but not really, he hasn't, but it's stuff that, important films to me you know and stuff that's that meet you know those films are great do you know what i mean that there, there's I, don't i think he made a few duds like people say that another you isn't very good but i haven't that yeah. he's he's you know team up with richard Pryor. he made some fantastic films him and richard Pryor. Yeah. um and obviously it's sad that he passed away this year uh sorry this week i should say um and – but then uh, Tina said it to me for ages, you know, because I said I, I haven't seen Young Frankenstein. And they're like, <laughs> people are saying, I oh, can't believe you've not seen that film. You know, it's a classic, you know, bona fide classic. Um, so we sat down and we watched it last night. And what a fucking great film it is. Uh, I'm so – ashamed of myself that i've not seen it (laughs) until now because it is absolutely brilliant mel brooks um and they seem to have that sort of like chemistry didn't they yeah Uh, him and mel brooks and uh i absolutely loved it i thought his um performance was brilliant you know manic and uh but sort of like really subtle in other ways marty feldman is brilliant almost steals the show um i didn't know um that uh, Terry Garr was in it, I must admit, and she's absolutely fucking gorgeous in that film. she's brilliant uh and and then you got um Peter Boyle uh who people probably remember from everybody uh is it everybody loves Raymond uh that t v show that there was always on like, sort of like early morning on channel four, but I was remembering from uh the Captain in Red Heat, yeah. Uh, he plays the monster like the Frankenstein monster it's just a really funny film I just smiled all the way through it Um, there were bits where I laughed out loud the bit where he um, the the monster's out and he he sort of like recreates that scene where he sees the little girl and and then he, he, you know, in the in Frankenstein, he throws her in the water, doesn't he? And she drowns. But in this, um, she wants him to – you think he's going to chuck her in the well. Uh, and then he, he actually, he's like, he goes on the seesaw with her. And the parents are sort of, like, freaking out, going, oh, my God, where is she? Where is she? This monster's out on the loose. Oh, did you check upstairs? Did you check in her bedroom? No. And then he sits down on the, um, the seesaw. And she goes flying through the fucking window. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Um, just so – well-made and funny, another black and white film. Um, and I, I I think the only reason I can think of why it passed me by is because obviously it came out in what, 74. Mm. So I, I was born in 76. And then, so by the time I was growing up, I probably, i've probably been interested in black and white films and so i i don't know it just kind of passed me by for those reasons but better late than never i've yeah. watched it now and can honestly say i think it's fantastic and it, it deserves its place as one of the all-time greats you know all-time classic films um just fantastic just brilliant absolutely loved it loved it, it.
1: oh yeah marty Feldman in it is is igor is amazing uh i mean the music piece putting on the ritz oh. <laughs> it's, it's so good and f- now you've watched it mate i guarantee every time you see a horse you will you will want to say frau blucher to it and wait for it just oh. to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and the um the inspector as well with his his dodgy oh, arm playing darts <laughs> oh my god and then the, the the bit where they're sort of like is. He's, he cheats doesn't he and he you know he puts the darts <laughs> in the bullseye and then he's putting off um Dr. Frankenstein and <laughs> uh, and uh, he, all the fucking darts are going all over the place and you, you know it's got that classic sort of like with the he throws it and then a cat you know sort of like screams and then the punchline at the end is the, they're going to drive off aren't they in the car mm-hmm. and all the tyres <laughs> are punctured uh and there's a guy gar- you know a, 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 a police officer and he's got a fucking dart through his head or whatever (laughs) yeah absolutely great film just i I loved it and it felt apt to watch it this week you know um it just made me want to watch blazing saddles again because i absolutely adore that film i think it's fantastic um but silver streak i will seek out that will be the next i can
1: guarantee you're gonna love it mate really i really can guarantee it And i think it's good that you've watched young frankenstein now because i think uh like you said you've got more of a an appreciation of it now than if you'd watched it years ago um and it it is one of them that i did i'm trying to think the first time that i watched it would be i don't know if i watched it on tv or if it was like even going into the 80s on video um but i it's one of those that i've watched like countless times it doesn't matter how many times i've watched it i'd still laughing like mad every time it's one of those definitely
0: yeah, it's just it's got broad humour in it, um, but it's got really subtle and funny humour, and all the n- nods and winks, and looking at the camera, and you know, like the bit where he's sort of like he's holding up um, Terry Gar, and there's like Igor's knocking on the the door, and he goes, "Oh, huge knockers" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and She goes, "Oh, thank you." Uh, <laughs> you know, it's all that sort of stuff. It's uh, it's got childish humour, but it's got really sophisticated funny humour as well. I love the bit at the start which cracked me up was where he's doing the, uh, the the talk. He's in his classroom and he's got the scalpel in his hand and he just stabs it into his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to ignore it, you know, and he crosses his legs. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, and Gene Hackman's little cameo as well as the, oh. bl- the blind man. And he, oh, pours, he pour, pours the soup into his lap and... Um, Oh yeah, it's a great film. Really good, really funny.
1: That's it. I'm sure anybody listening to this that has not seen it, they've got to go and watch it now mate, haven't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um and you know, it's it's a shame. It is a shame. I saw on um, Ben said on Twitter that I mean he's a massive Gene Wilder fan and said that it's it hit hits him as hard as when Robin Williams died, but I think for me it was the the, the circumstances in the way that Robin Williams died. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Gene Wilder. Um, he was 83. Um, so, you know, it's – but it, it, it is very sad. Um, that was – obviously, was it the um, – everything you wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's been in some classic films, absolutely classic. A, a very um, – you know, considering, like I said, I, I thought he'd been in loads, but um, he's been in some absolutely, you know, stone-cold classics.
1: Yeah. Here you go then, mate. Your challenge – before the next entertainment show, watch Silver Streak.
0: I oh, definitely will. That will be the one that we'll watch next. Nice one. Because that's a, just a link back to uh, the film with Patrick McGoo I talked about all night long. He's in that as well. I just looked at the, the film. Oh, ah, okay. That'll
1: be good. So,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. We've given some good recommendations again today, mate. We always do. We do, don't we?
0: This is the yeah. thing with
1: this show. We tell, you know, what what to watch on TV and movies and what to play and even even what to read on this one as well
0: yeah and um that uh, you get to know about my wife's leaking tits
1: yeah we'll want an update on that next time too have <laughs> you, you ever latched have ever latched onto one yeah have you, you know, <laughs> t- tasted it's, um said leakage
0: i've been tempted to squeeze it into my coffee <laughs>
1: what? Is, is it
0: frothy would it make it into like a cappuccino Bit of a latte, <laughs>
1: a full-on milk one. Is there that much milk coming out that she could make a latte? Uh,
0: not the moment, but when um with when Lucy was born, um, pretty like this, she'd sort of like you know get take a bra off and they'd be fucking soaked, wet through. So
1: <laughs> could you wring them out in your tea then? That got that
0: awesome. to look for, Yeah, I sniffed them a bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that to look forward to. So. Oh,
1: sour milk bras. Nice. <laughs> Oh, well, let me say you should. Hopefully, um, we'll get to record another entertainment show um, before baby number two appears.
0: Hopefully. Yeah,
1: and then, of course, you know, we're here to to fit in whenever you can, mate, because we know it's going to get busy for you. Mm. So... um,
0: but um, I'll still continue to write reviews and stuff like that. I, I, hopefully, like I said, in my mind, it's going to be easy and perfect. Um, so I'm thinking, well, <laughs> oh, I can sit down and watch a review during the day. I can type you up in the night. I'll get it loads fucking done. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm not factoring in the lack of sleep. Exactly, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, getting a, a four-year-old ready for school and then playing with them when they're back home. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. It'll be good, mate. It'll be good. Yeah. So, yeah, well, like Chris said, reviews, the place to go, 60minuteswith.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. um, you can email us, contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. There is a contact uh, us form on the, on the website if you're a lazy twat and don't want to email us direct. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 60minuteswith. We're on Instagram and Twitter, which is um, at 60minuteswith. Again, numerical 60, not alphabetical, as I always say. Chris, you on Twitter, they can find you
0: at? Dastardly jabby
1: dastardly or as um dave and jerry like to say on the backup backup show dastardly jabber
0: D- i quite like that actually yeah. i like it
1: i think you should have another twitter account called dastardly jabber just
0: dastardly jabber yeah
1: oh yeah you jabbing away dastardly <laughs> <laughs> um you can follow tina on the twitter at spanky spangler and that's with two e's um but that's, that's just usually pure filth and her trying to chat up Jerry and Doug Cockle and other other men, basically, really, isn't it? And mm-hmm, yourself, and your good self as well, included <laughs> yeah, in that. Yes,
0: she's moved away a little bit from me now. I think she's got her other men. I think now Dave and, and Jerry, was it, what did, did she call Dave um, oh, or something? Ginger, ginger, fo- ginger Viking. Viking, yeah. That was it. So, uh, yeah, I think she's moved away a little bit from me now. She's got to be yeah. bored. Oh. She'll come back when she wants to she got, any, I still have power over her She went and got you a fucking drink After five minutes of asking didn't she
1: Well that's true yes You, you do still hold, hold the power like you say over her <laughs> 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 Well it's been uh, Good evening mate Love talking to you And it, like I say it's been a while since we've done these And uh, all being well Another month maybe towards the end of this month, start next, we'll get another entertainment show out there. And yeah. You never know. Maybe Tina might join us a little bit. I don't know. With The the reason that she didn't join us for anybody thinking uh, today is because we hadn't, we hadn't recorded for ages. We knew we'd got a lot to talk about. Um, and plus... She, Originally, she'd got a friend coming over tonight anyway, which hasn't happened. But we figured if there was three of us, this would be like a five-hour show. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at two and a half hours now just with the two of us. Um, so if we can get the next one recorded fairly soon, we might we might be able to fit her in. Um, we'll see, depending if she brings me another drink or not. How about that?
0: Mm, sounds good and then well I want you to do more of your SOS films shows because I fucking love those they're really good they're really entertaining and um, uh, you're into it and Tina's just (laughs) not
1: (laughs) you know what I have got I've got some movies lined up don't tell her but I've I've got my eye eye on a couple on my shelves of shame mate already they're uh, they're shouting out to me to be
0: watched so, and that um, that that time that deadline for married with children slipping uh, drastically. It's,
1: we have got plans. We have got plans for the reemergence of married with children. I know we've only done two. You th- you know what? People are still. I keep checking the download um, stats. Every single week, those two married with children shows are in the the top ten most downloaded. See.
0: You should do more.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they'll be coming back. Don't worry. We've got plans in place. Good. Good, good. That'll be good. But, yeah, and uh, until then, as I always finish, whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening. And we will be back again soon. So, it's goodbye from me and
0: goodbye from me. Hello. 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 Right. Yeah, speak, I, I thought... Speak a little bit.
1: I thought... Um,
0: oh, yes. Sounds lovely.
1: I'm still trying to get the... You know, my posh microphone. Yes. I'm still trying to get that fucking working with Skype. Oh. And I can't. It keeps dropping out. So I've been using, like, this old-school Microsoft one that I've had for years.
0: Bastards.
1: But whenever Tina's used... Um, you know the one that you use? She's... Uh, the, yes. The... Sennheiser, is it? Yes, yes. Whenever she uses it, she sounds far clearer than I do using this Microsoft one. So I thought I'll use that. But that doesn't work properly on mine either. (sighs) Hmm. Which is annoying. Think it's your Mac? Yeah, it's got to be something to do with it. I'll have to fuck around with settings somewhere.
0: Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah.
1: I should stick this at the end of the show and go, has anybody got a Rode NT-USB? working properly with an iMac there. Road. A road, RODE. A RODE,
0: mm. R-O-D-E. Mmm.
1: because it keeps dropping out. It's fine when I use, um, if I'm recording, like if there's just me and Tina sat here and we're using it and recording offline, it's brilliant. Yeah. But as soon as I go online and try to use it with Skype, it just drops out all the bloody time. Oh, bugger. Oh.